All right. Beautiful. Wonderful. Clink. 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 Drink. Drink. Incredible. Yeah. We've done it. We're here. All right. We're here. <laughs> we're we're about to talk about queers. We we are queer. It's gonna be great. Hi. We're covering all the bases. Hi everybody. <laughs> this is uh one of the last episodes of Booze and Broadway this season. Um you know, we're here, we're doing it. Uh, we're back with a full-length musical, so let's get started. We're going to uh, pass it over to our co-host for the evening. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be back with you, Nathan. I, uh, this is Lena. What is my slate again? It's been so long. Um, I have to slate. Okay, my name is Lena Feliciano, and I'm mm-hmm. co-host number 58, um, yes. I can't believe you've done over 50 episodes now. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Like, I was, I was getting this ready and I was like, I feel like I haven't done any shows for season three. Like, because the way I like record, I recorded like three in one week and then like, I was like, okay, I have three. And then I had two locked down already. So I legit haven't done like a real, like a real episode in like a month. Wild. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Uh, But yeah, do you want to tell everybody what we're doing today? Yes, everyone. We will be talking about Fun Home. Pow, 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 pow. Yes, Um, I'm so excited. I love Yes, when I, I think this was one of the shows that when I announced the podcast, you messaged me and you're like, I'm doing Fun Home. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) Just saying dibs, dibs, dibs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um... I'm here for yeah, all your lesbian uh, needs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn Booze and Broadway into a, a dating app now. And Oh, perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lena is here for all your lesbian needs. <laughs> That's my tagline. I'll put that on my Instagram bio. <laughs> please. Please. There's a, one of my favorite um, comedians. Uh, her uh, Twitter bio just says TV VCR repair. <laughs> I love that. No other details. <laughs> absolutely not. Nope. That's literally all it says. Nice. Um, but yeah, Lena, this is like your fav- one of your favorite shows, right? It is. It's definitely in the top five. So. Okay. Real excited about that. Excellent. And you just did it. I did. I just did it um, at Theater West End in Sanford, Florida. Um, and I played Joan. <laughs> yes. As in changing my major to Joan. <laughs> Joan. <laughs> Joan. <laughs> um, yeah, it was awesome. great. It was fantastic. It was an excellent experience. I loved literally every second of it. The cast was amazing. Um, my medium, Allison, was amazing. I just, it was so much fun. It was such a great experience. Uh, I saw their production of Once on This Island, and... Honey. It was so good. (laughs) So good. No, they do some really great work. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Just from where I was living when I lived in Orlando, it was just a a hop hop, skip away. It was a little bit of a drive. Hop, skip, and a jump. But man, Once on this Island was really good. We still talk about it at that theater today. It was like, it's one of the good ones. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. And then I have, like, a semi-surprise. I don't know if it's a surprise. Okay. Uh, later in the episode that we'll talk about before it happens. Okay. I'm um, so, yeah, we'll just get into the history of the show now. Okay. Um, and I have, like, a funny story to tell you. And then, yeah. So, it's a... <laughs> almost a 215 Broadway show. 2015 Broadway musical... It was adapted from the graphic novel Fun Home, which was written by Alison Bechtel, who is a secret tool we will use later. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, the adaptation was done by Lisa Crone and Janine Tesori. Yes. And you all know Janine Tesori, so I'm not getting into it. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was also, I didn't know that until, I didn't know this until I was looking it up, that it was a finalist in 2014 for the Pulitzer Prize. Oh, damn. Which does not surprise me. Because, like, isn't, the Pulitzer is about, like, American life, right? Like, it it specifically deals Mm -hmm. with, like, the American, like functionality of life right um you're looking it up i'm gonna look it up because <laughs> we have the internet in our pockets now in 2021 we do and i just want to know for sure what it yeah. is um so while you yeah i know that next to normal won the pulitzer and it was not like even on the list of like people who were supposed to win quote oh, right. unquote, supposed yeah. to win um, oh, it's an award for achievement in American journalism, literature, or music. There it is. There are 13 made each year. I love it. And I'm six of them. Um, <laughs> All six of your episodes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, um, so the real life Alison Bechtel did not contribute to the creation of this musical no. Like, in any way. No, it's based um, off of her novel, so she already did the work. <laughs> it's her life. She, she's, like, she's like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she was convinced that the show would seem, like, fake and, like, distant of, like, this isn't my life, like, this isn't what happened. Mm-hmm. But when she watched it, she was like, this is closer to my life than my own book is. Yeah. Which is so sweet. It is. It really, no, it really is. And I think um, also, though, like, and this is something that I have always thought about the show, but also this is something that our director, when I did the show, had said it was just, it. seeing this show happen is the first time you ever saw a, a, a butch lesbian, a mass-presenting lesbian uh as the protagonist and it was just like the amount of people that felt seen um in this particular show is just like so amazing yeah Uh, listen it's all about the representation and if you can see somebody who looks who looks and acts like you up on stage good you're gonna be drawn (laughs) to that piece of art or theater or music or whatever absolutely yeah and we're so thankful for the people who create that stuff. Thank well, you. Was was your director a woman? <laughs> yes. 
Okay. Oh, I just didn't know. Just yeah, like, yeah. Um, I'll name drop her. Uh, her name is Sarah Cromer. Uh, she is a an incredible director here in Orlando, and she does a lot of really amazing work. Um, and she just did so well with Fun Home. I like couldn't have asked for a better director on this project. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the uh, off Broadway production ran at the Public Theater. Uh, it started September 30th, 2013, and closed on January 12th, 2014. But this was also, it was only supposed to run for, like, a, like literally the hottest of seconds. And then everybody who came was like, oh, my God, I have to see this show. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll extend it. It got extended, like, three times. <laughs> I do believe it. That, fun Home and Newsies always gets extended. <laughs> always, always gets extended. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um... I was going to, oh, okay, so I was looking at the dates, and it's, like, 2013, and blah, 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 but every, if you look at the album cover, it's, like, Fun Home, a new musical, and I'm, like, Mama, mm-hmm. it's 2021 now. We gotta take that off. <laughs> yeah, it's not new anymore. I wonder, oh, I wonder if, like, the script does not say that. Oh, it doesn't? No. Um, it's not new anymore. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, it opened on Broadway. At the Circle in the Square Theater on March 27th, 2015, and closed on September 10th, 2016, after 26 previews and 582 regular performances. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Heck yeah. Good for them. And because of the not simple set, but like non, it was a house. It was literally a house. Yes. Um, because it was a house and it had a very small cast, it recouped its budget within eight months. Oh. Which. That's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you think of, like, shows on Broadway, shows, like, don't really recoup until, like, some shows, like, a short time is, like, two years. Mm-hmm. And this show closed within a year. Yeah. March. Well, like, a year and a year and, year and some change. change. Yeah. Um, but it got all its money back in eight months. That's wild. Absolutely wild, but well deserving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the on- mm-hmm. <laughs> um the only exposure I have to this show is, is me forcing you to listen to the cast recording. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. And then uh, um so I've actually seen the show. Yes. I saw so Somebody that we both know was giving away tickets and she was like, I can't, I'm going to charge this like amount of money. Just like go take them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Karen, Karen Hardy. Yes. Yeah. You actually saw um, the nighttime performance and then I saw the matinee that day. So we literally were like passing ships. <laughs> <laughs> to the Strat Center in On Tampa. the four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, uh, Karen's boyfriend was out of town, and my boyfriend was out of town at the time. And so me and her were like, let's go on a date. Let's go. Oh, heck yeah. And yes. we went, and we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to sit in the balcony. We're going to get to see a show for, like, you know, nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, come with us. And we sat front row. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were like, what's happening? <laughs> why, am I, then, why, why am I leaking? <laughs> And then, and then Kate Schindel walked out and I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And then, and then, you know, you watch Fun Home, 
Which yeah, you have that experience. You have the experience. There's no intermission. Nope. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, like, I love that, like, they tell you straight away what's going to happen. And then, like, <laughs> you're like, it happens. And you're like, what? Why didn't anybody warn me? <laughs> yes. That is your warning. It's the, it's the end of the second number. You get your warning. And then you spend the whole show being anxious, wondering... <laughs> If or when it's going to happen, but along the yes. way, you get some other fun stuff that happens. Yeah, and then you kind of forget that it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point. We're going to tell yeah. you exactly what to expect right at the beginning. There are no surprises. Mm-hmm. Not but literally so none. much shit is going to happen to get there <laughs> that, that yeah. you know, you're just going to be so surprised. Yeah, I also so, sat in the front row. Oh, really? It, yeah, literally, we like, we we're two ships passing. Crazy. That's hilarious. It was hilarious um, because the cast could definitely see me and my friend who went, Kara, uh, like could definitely see us sobbing. And I'm pretty sure they yeah. at one point were like, "Are are they okay? I don't know." And so. Uh, <laughs> I They're the believe. Wendy Williams meme. We're like, James, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's just, uh, it was just so good. And the show hits home for me. And just crying happens no matter who you are watching yeah. this show. So. Well, it was funny because, like, the cast came out. And, of course, it was such a good show. Everybody was, like, up, clapping. Mm-hmm. And then me and Karen were like, cool, like, do you want to go grab food after this? Like, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, all the cast is, like, sobbing. Like, sobbing. So, like, too hard. And I was like, Karen, what is happening? Because, like, they're crying too hard. Right. Like, is this <clears throat> is this somebody's, like, last day? Like, is somebody, you know, like, what's happening? And then Kate Schindel walked up and she's like, hello, my name is Kate Schindel. I'm the acting president of Actors' Equity. And I was like... Wow. Is this a Broadway cares like speech that we're about What's to happen? Yeah. And she was like, so not only is this our last night in Orlando, this is the last night of the entire tour. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's I was like, Karen, that's so lucky. And then uh, uh, Janine Tesori walked out. And was like, hello, I helped write this book. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. And it was like, it was like, what makes it so funny to me and Karen is like, I saw the Facebook post about like, hey, does anybody want to get these tickets? And I was like, Karen, we have five minutes to decide if we want to do this. If not, we can just go eat somewhere. Like, and we decided to go do that. And that's what happened. And yeah. I was like, what? The lesson here is always, all, if someone's offering you free tickets to something, take them. Yes. You know, if yes. someone's offering you tickets to a fun thing. Take it. The if, a fun home. Even. A fun home. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, moral is support theater. Support, support theater. live theater. Support the arts, um, please. Also, go see. Go support your friends. Your friend shows are also mm-hmm. theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. They absolutely are. So <laughs> now that I've yelled about that, <laughs> go see your friends' shows. I just saw. Um. A matinee. It was the closing matinee of Sweeney Todd, as performed by the youth of America, the youths. <clears throat> this, what? What is youth? They're in high school, 
So, yeah. And um, my my very dear friend, Mary Mackin, uh, was one of their leaders in the show. And, yes. uh, like, she choreographed, and I think she assistant directed. Uh, honestly, she does everything for those kids. Like, she's fantastic. And um, so I went to go see the show. She wasn't even there today. And I was like, I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see her show. Mary. <laughs> Because those kids are so talented. Like, I uh-huh. saw a high school production of Sweeney Todd today, and it had, it was, I had, I, I don't have words. Like, it was, it was very good. And so I'm very, ex- support your friends' shows, y'all. Uh, <laughs> listen, I went and saw Bright Star at uh, West Orange. Mm-hmm. And... I sobbed, and they were high schoolers, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> the youths of America, man. They're doing it. They're doing it, and they're they out here. They're talented. Those are talented kids. They are. Yeah, super um, proud. So, uh, let's talk about awards because let's talk about them because it got some. Had some, yeah, absolutely. It really, it <laughs> truly does. So these are just these are it got twelve nominations. Um, so it got nominated for leading actress for Beth Malone, uh, feature actress for Judy Kuhn, Sydney Lucas, and Emily Skaggs, who are the two younger Alices, yes, right? Medium. Or Emily Skaggs Allison's. played medium Allison, and Sydney Lucas did small Allison. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, best orchestration by John Clancy, scenic design by David Zinn, and lighting design by Big St- uh, Ben Staten. Stanton. There you go. Um, (laughs) we got there. (laughs) Um, and then it, the winning, it won best musical, Mm -hmm. best book, which was by Lisa Crone, best score, which was Janine Tesori and Lisa, uh, best actor for Michael Surveyus, Sir, Sir, yeah, there's another R in there. Yeah. (laughs) I... I, <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah there is. There is. I don't have the, I don't have his name in front of me. Uh <laughs> Sir, it looks like Serverus, really. Um, um But I'm sure he'll you know, call us and <laughs> You know what, Michael, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you about Fun Home and what that process was like. Let's do um, it. <laughs> and then uh best direction for Sam Gold. Um and I had to look up, I was like, what year was this and what else was happening? Um, this is the same year as, like, Something Rotten. This yep. is also the year before Hamilton. Yes. So. So we We skirted right in there. <laughs> we, we sure did. We sure did. <laughs> hmm hmm Um, yeah, I remember watching the Tony performance of Ring of mm-hmm. Keys and just thinking, like, oh, my God, I have to listen to this entire show immediately right now. Um... And then just, like, where I was in life, I just, like, couldn't make it up to New York before it closed to see it. Um, But I saw that tour, cried a lot, but it's been, literally, it's been, like, so special to me ever since I, like, discovered it, you know? It's... Yeah. Listen, on the tour, when they lifted the house, like, to an angle, (laughs) yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. It was incredible. It was I don't incredible. Know, I have no idea if they do that, if they did that on Broadway, um, because I didn't. Me too. And I tried but, so hard to find some kind of bootleg and I could not. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> 
finger gun. <laughs> um, you can cut this part out of my soundbite, but um, how to make a cheesecake only using a handful of cheese. That's the name of the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I'll text it to you. Sure. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to keep that in. I, I have no problem. I have no problem with it. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the cast. Let's talk about the cast. Um, let's talk about them. The cast. Um, that's, let's talk about them like they're not here. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. <laughs> and, and they aren't. Um, and they will be. Alison Bechtel was played. And they, and they never will be. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, Allison Bechtel was played by Beth Malone. Mm-hmm. Bruce was played by uh, Michael Cerverus, which is what I'm calling him right now. Fantastic. Um, Helen was played by Judy Coon. Judy Coon. Judy Coon. She's saying Colors of the Wind. Um, Singing voice uh, for Disney. A super famous Disney person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Small Allison was played by Sydney Lucas. Medium Allison was played by uh, Emily Skaggs. And I was thinking, I was thinking this morning, because I hadn't written the cast list together yet. I was like, do they call them like young, younger, old Allison? No. Or like, I couldn't remember <clears throat> what they called them. And then I looked at it, I was like, okay, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> no, literally in the script, it says small Allison and medium Allison. But it does not say big Allison. It just is Allison for... Uh, yeah, it just says, <laughs> I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> in, yeah, in the in the stage directions, it'll say, like, in italics, like, adult, and then in all caps, Allison. So, you'll yeah. know which one it is. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Christian was played by uh, Oscar Williams. John was played by Zell Morrow. Uh, Joan. 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 Uh, was uh, Roberta Collindrez. We love it. Okay. And then, <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, what I'm calling like the boyish track, yes, is uh, Rory, Mark, Peter, and Bobby Jeremy was played yes. by Joel Perez. Yeah, that is like a multiple character track. Um, that mostly just plays uh, all of Bruce's men throughout the show. Which I find interesting mm-hmm. that they, I mean, it is like a smart, like, budget choice for Broadway to not cast multiple people and, like, what are tiny little scenes. Right. Um, but, like, theatrically, it's very interesting that, like, all the men in his life, like, look the same and, like. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have a type. It's a. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't know the origin of, like, why that character was written to be played by one person. Like, why those multiple characters were written to be played by one person. Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely works. Um, they're all very different characters. So, um, and I, and, and, and he's got a slamming song, like, halfway through the show. Yes. (laughs) You know? It's so good. If you can hear me out there, my high belting tenors, the role of Roy is for you in uh, Fun Home. <laughs> Are you there? Are um, you there? Audition for your next <laughs> local production of Fun Home. Period. <laughs> um, now, Lena, this is 
a question I ask everybody. Who would you be in this show? If you got to choose, like, you didn't have to audition. You, like, went in and you're like, I'm being this person. Um, Joan. <laughs> um, and I, I know, that might be boring, but, like, uh, that's actually, like, what happened when I just did the show. Um, I went in for the, <laughs> I'm serious, I went in for the audition. Uh, and, you know, like, sometimes companies ask you, like, what role would you like to be considered for? Or, like, will you mm-hmm. accept any other role or whatever? Um, and I literally, I only wrote Joan, and I'm pretty sure I wrote, like, I, I wrote Joan, and then I was like, I only want to be considered for Joan. Because that's yeah. the gig, let me tell you. First of all, I think, I, w- I will talk about Joan more when we, like, go through the show, but, like, <laughs> but uh, that's the gig. You come in, you cause some gay panic, you sleep... And then you leave. It's like a, it's a great role. And you're the comic Rivaled relief. only by Nessa Rose who gets to sit down in a chair. Right? Like, who would win? <laughs> There's a duel. Like, you're sleeping, you're sitting in a chair. Who's going to win? <laughs> like, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. What about you? I didn't know if, um... I mean, I really, I fucking love the mom's role, oh first God. of all. If, like, roles are out the window. When we talk um, about the mom. And we will, and violently, we will. and for a very long <laughs> For a very long time. Um, uh, but, no, I'd love to be, I'd love to be the boy track. Like the, like, right, Rory yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have such so. a great voice for that. Yeah. For that song. You've actually told me to put that in my book before. I have. I have been like, Nathan. Listen to this lesbian musical and then sing this song. <laughs> and then sing about coats. <laughs> sing about raincoats. Yes. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so, guys, uh, we're doing something new. This is the surprise. Surprise. <laughs> um, uh, I am not going to do the stumble through. Uh, and I just log off and the rest of the episode is short. <laughs> and it's um, just me. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hi guys. Um, I didn't know he was gonna leave. Um, <laughs> no, um, because Lena knows the show far better than I do. Um, I was gonna let her, and I have seen the show, so I'm still gonna talk. Oh, yeah. It's still my podcast. I still um, want you to talk as much as you want. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have Lena take the reins and take over. Um for the stumble through. So Lena, whenever you are ready, go for it. Oh my gosh. All right, everyone. I hope you settle <laughs> in, have your drinks, have your sherry ready. Um, for those of you who don't know the show, don't worry. We're going to talk about that later. Um, what are you drinking, Nathan? I also have to ask you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some wine. I'm drinking some blackberry wine that I found. Mm. Not found. I bought, I purchased it. <laughs> like <laughs> we found it in the store and then we purchased it. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm mm-hmm. drinking a... What about you? Um, it's like this concoction that I make, but um, it's gin and it's lavender syrup and raspberry lemonade and bubbly water. That sounds, that sounds so good. It's very refreshing. And I was like, what would like, what would like Bruce drink in his fancy fun home? And this is kind of, I mean, he would drink sherry because it's literally written in the show, but I don't have that. So 
lavender. So I, I did this. So and did y'all can this. all get off my back about it. Um, but if you want the recipe, let us know. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. Here we go, Nathan. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Curtain up. Okay. Um, so the show starts. We hear the orchestra play. Um, it's got this like playful sound. Um, and then small Allison runs onto the stage and she starts calling her dad. You know, she's telling her dad to come here right now. She needs him very urgently. And then she says, I want to play airplane. That's a game that she would play with her dad. Um, and she says it over and over again. I want to put my arms out and fly. Um, she's so excited. And then her dad comes in and her dad's carrying this box of like, this cardboard box um, of junk, essentially. Um, and he comes over, does not play airplane with her yet. Um, Men. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, hands over the box um, and starts going through all the different junk inside of it, you know, and is going through and he's like, what's this? It's like, I got this at my friend's barn and come over here and look at all of it with me, you know? And then he pulls out some linen, some Irish linen, and he, you know, he pulls it out and he's like, see how we can tell, right? And then he's like, right here, this floating thread you see. And he's like teaching Allison, he's teaching small Allison about how to like identify all of like some like of the finer things, right? Um, cause this is like how Bruce is. We're getting a good like scope of what kind of guy dad is, right? Right off the bat. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we're going through, we're going through the box and he's like digging through it. And he's like, this is crap. This is that crap. This is crap. And then he pulls out a dead mouse. He's like dead mouse. And then Smallison is like, Ooh, can I have it? And, uh, <laughs> And then he's like, okay. And then Small Allison takes it and like literally just puts it in her back pocket. Okay. Um, <laughs> dead mouse. <laughs> uh, so then he goes through and he finds silver. It's like a silver, like metal coffee pot. And when he pulls out the silver metal coffee pot, Big Allison, who's there and drawing in the background, pulls out the same silver coffee pot. Um, so you can Wait. see, right? You can see like she has this box of stuff on her desk. Um, so he's talking about, you know, with polish, we can tell if it's real silver. We look for a mark. This is the stamp that the craftsman left. Um, this means that this is real silver. Look how fine this is. This like, and he says, you know, this has traveled continents to get here, you know, and across under a layer of grime. I can't abide romantic notions. Yeah. Um, He's trying to, like, convey that, you know, like, look at all of this fine stuff that I found. And it was just in someone's trash. You know, another man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, and then adult Allison chimes in, kind of interrupts the scene, because this is clearly a flashback that she's watching. The other cool thing about this show is that adult Allison watches everything. She never leaves the stage. Um... Like, I do... That's crazy. Yeah, I do... <laughs> well, I mean, in our production, she never left the stage. Um, I don't know how it is in other people's productions, but... Um, and I didn't... Again, I didn't see it on Broadway, so I don't know if she does leave the stage. But our uh, director chose to keep our adult Allison on stage the whole time. And No, I love that because it's literally her remembering everything. Yeah, it is. And 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 I, <laughs> I would always um, tell... Uh, uh, 
Jenica McClary, McClary, so sorry, uh, <laughs> she played our big Allison, and I would always like tell her to have a good show, and then we wouldn't see her for the whole show, and she would come off stage after, <laughs> after uh, curtain call, and we'd be like, oh, hey, backstage, remember this? <laughs> <laughs> and there's no intermission. It never leaves. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just so many emotions to go through without like taking a second. Incredible. If you can play this role, oof. I applaud you. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint for uh, for Allison. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so then Big Allison chimes in, and you know she talks about you know. How she has all of the stuff. She pulls out the box. She pulls up the coffee pot. Um, and she says, did you ever imagine I'd hold on to your stuff, Dad? Me either. But I guess I always knew I was going to draw you. Because um, she draws cartoons. Her novel is a graphic novel, if you did not know that. Um, when you go through and you read it, it's all pictures. Um, so she draws cartoons. She said she needs real things to draw from because she doesn't trust memory. And then she starts singing about the coffee pot. And how ugly it is. Um, and uh, so then uh, Big Allison and Dad, they kind of go through and they, and they sing, you know, but God, this thing is ghastly, she talks about. It. And then they kind of, uh, they say the same thing. They quote each other, or she quotes her dad, rather. Um, you know, I can't abide romantic notions of some vague long ago. I want to know what's true, dig deep into who and what and why and when. And then all of the other characters, as Allison is continuing to remember her childhood and her life and growing up, um, they all come out and they swoop in and they kind of like set up the house, which is where like setting the scene yeah. for the next thing. Um, so you see small Allison, you see the two younger brothers, you see Helen, you see Joan, you see medium Allison, you're kind of like, okay, that's where we are. You see Roy. So uh, you're kind of wondering who all these people are. And they come in and they sing. They're all singing something completely different, which is also really cool. Like the little boys, they're just singing like room, like they're playing cars or they're playing some game. And it's really cute. And uh, Roy sings a part of Raincoat of Love that he sings later. And like Helen and Medium Allison and Joan are all singing like, an arpeggio from a piano lesson. So it's um it's mm-hmm. a really pretty opening number. Um and then after everyone comes in, then then dad plays airplane with small Allison. And so finally we play airplane. And then um she's up and she's playing airplane, she's flying around and you know she's saying, I see, I'm Superman. I can see everything from here. And then Dad just kind of gets up without any warning and puts her down and and leaves. And then she's like, Daddy, come back. Here's my... Very quickly. Yeah. It is is not anything to do something with a child for five minutes. (laughs) Because after five minutes, they will get bored of you and want you to leave. Yeah. So, like... And, like... Yes, this is her having, like, a good memory of, like, her father. Of, like, oh, my gosh, that one time he played airplane with me. When I was, like, eight uh, or ten or, like, whatever. Like, a, a small child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, spoiler alert, we don't get a lot of good memories of her dad. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's... It, it, this is also a moment of, like, when he's going through all this stuff of, like, this is how I know this and this. It's very much a great example of, like... 
the control he has and like that he wants in his life of like we're not gonna do your thing we're gonna do my thing like yeah and that's the whole show like we're gonna do my thing and we're gonna do this and you have to do it this way because this is how life is you know Ooh, the map song oh Uh, we'll get there okay (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) so then um so then allison Chimes in and says, Caption, sometimes my father appeared to enjoy having children, but the real object of his affection was his house. Um, So, you know, all the kids are playing with their toys and Helen's playing on the piano. And then Bruce kind of like storms in and he's like, we have to get the house ready because there's a lady from the historical society coming. Very important. Well, oh my gosh. And this is when he's like, okay, now hold on. Because he comes in and says, we have to get the house ready. And then he's like, I'm going to take a shower. B. Yes. Yes. And then the ent- and then I'll go for it. Helen does tell him to take a shower. She says, we'll do it. You take a shower. Or she says, uh, he's, he's like manic. He's like, she's on her way. I don't know. He's spiraling, you know. And so as a way to yeah. like kind of calm him down, um, Helen says, why don't you go take a shower and get yourself ready? And then... And then she gathers the kids and has them start to clean. Yeah. But yeah, he well, does. And it is not It help. seems very <laughs> it seems very like rehearsed of like her just kind of standing there and you're like we know this goes here and I know that he would want this over here because like that's where he always wants it and like it's very weird to see him manic if like they're so used to doing it mm-hmm. that they know where everything goes. Yeah. And it's just like, if we can do it and he doesn't have to be in this room and we can just get him out of here, it will just be easier for us to do it. This song is about five minutes, so they do it like real quickly. (laughs) So, um, exactly. (laughs) I mean, in real life, it probably took more than five minutes. Um, (laughs) no, yeah. Uh, but I love like, you know, Bruce uses her whole name. Eleanor Bachner is coming. And then the mom is like, an important lady is coming to like the kids. <laughs> she knows that they don't care. <laughs> They're like, who's who? Who's coming? Okay. Anyway, right. so we have this like bustling song. I don't even like, I don't know if I would call it a patter song. I guess I would. Um, but it's very like, it's very driving, you know? Um, and this is the first yeah. time we see Helen is very like, very pre- very like uh she's a teacher first of all so you kind of like see that she's like leading the kids and like saying this is where you have to put all these things you know um so she talks about everything he wants he wants um the brass or where does he go i started i didn't even start at the beginning um she starts and she's like he wants the heppel white sweet chairs back in the parlor move the gi joe it can't be on the floor like she is telling all the kids like hey um please erase every evidence that you live here um, or that anyone lives here. It's a museum. Right? At all. It's a, <laughs> At yeah, all. It's a museum. Period. It's not lived in. It's not, you know, like some people are like, your house is messy. You're like, no, it's not. It's lived in. Not for Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we go through, she's like listing all of, Helen's listing all the different things that need to be done, like the crayons and the glue glue need to go back in the drawer there's a bust of quixote needs to be square on the mantle we need to gently wipe the eucalyptus um we need to polish up the crystal prisms there's just so much like tchotchkes and like just like yeah like 
decorations in the house of just, and then she says like, he wants, he wants, he wants. And then Bruce yells from upstairs, where's my bronzing stick? Makeup. All right, interesting. <laughs> um, and then Helen for a man in the 1970s. Okay. Um, and then, hmm. or 60s, actually. And then Helen uh, screams, you know, oh, I know it's in the, you know, and then you hear the door slam. So clearly Bruce still very manic, even though he has probably already showered. Um, then we have uh, adult Allison sings, welcome to our house on Maple Avenue. See how we polish and we shine. We rearrange and realign. Everything is balanced and serene. Like chaos never happens if it's never seen. Um, and then Allison and Helen sing together every need we anticipate and feel like she's heard her mom say this before, you know? Yeah. Um, and still, um, in our production, our Helen went up to adult Allison's desk like it was a mirror that Helen was looking into. So they were staring at each other, but like Helen couldn't see adult Allison. Right. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, then, you know, Helen and the kids start singing about the things that he wants. Now it's revealed that the kids even know what's supposed to be where. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Helen's like bustling around. What are we missing? What have we left out when he comes down here? What's in store? He wants, he wants, he wants. And then he, and then Bruce reenters and everyone's kind of like nervous. What's he going to do? And then he comes in and he's like inspecting all the kids and he is like fixing their jackets and fixing up their, like, you know, their shirts or everything or whatever. So I love this. Everything is balanced and serene. Like, chaos never happens if it's never seen. Because that's the kind of life you want. Right? Like, that is the, that's the theme of, that is just like a driving theme through the whole show. You know, chaos never happens if it's yes. never seen. And I just like, that's such a trope. Well, of, and like, it's. Of like, uh, of the era too, of just like. Don't ask, don't tell, you know, don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, and it's, well, very specifically, yes, that because as, it's weird that the family says it. Yeah. Because it's really just kind of like how the dad lives, like, with himself. Like, it's really just the dad. Yeah. Insane. Um, So. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Every need we anticipate and fail, or we're a typical family quintet. And yet, so Helen knows something. Helen just sings, and yet, by herself. Um, I love the mom. (laughs) Yeah, I love the mom. Bruce goes over to the mirror, and, you know, he's saying, not too bad if I say so myself. He's fixing his tie. He's adjusting his blazer. I might still break a heart or two. And then he breaks, you know. uh, Sometimes the fire burns so hot, I don't know what I'll do. Okay, so we're anxious about something. A clue. Um, not too bad. We snap back into it. If I say so myself, not too bad. And uh, Big Allison sings that last, not too bad, with him. So, again, something that she's mm-hmm. heard her dad say before. Um, and then, all of a sudden, Bruce is super composed because the doorbell rings and Mrs. Bachner is there. And Bruce goes on this, like, manic tangent about, like, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my gosh. And so he's kind of escorting around this invisible woman through his house. We're supposed to imagine that Eleanor Bachner is there. Nobody actually plays her. And while this is happening, the whole family is sitting on the couch, just like, dee, 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 like, 
big smiles, big grins <laughs> on their face. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyone's gonna take a picture of this at any moment. Like, <laughs> like their props too. Exactly. Like maybe they're not even a real family, and he hired models or actors to like. <laughs> You know, sit with There's them. a tiny little subtitle under them that's like dramatization. <laughs> Dramat- family dramatization. Yeah, can you imagine? Paid actors. Um, but So while he is uh, going through, you know, what he's talking about with this house, he's like pointing out all the different historical artifacts of it, you know, like. And then he goes on about his like day job. No, we run a funeral home. Uh, that's my family business. I also teach English at Beach Creek High. So we're learning more things about Bruce because he's explaining to Eleanor Brockner. But while he's doing this, then Helen says, you know, what is he after? What are we doing? Right foot is tapping. That means he's stewing. Stay very still and maybe we'll please him. You know, make one wrong move and demons will seize him. Things that you can't really hear when you listen to it. Um, Try hard. What else is family for? Right? We do this for him. Um, Ugh. And then while this is happening, Big Allison says, you know, it all comes back. We're remembering more and more and more as the song progresses. And then the family says, he wants, he wants, he wants. Then we hear a knock on the door. And Roy says, anybody home? And right as Roy says that, the photographer with Eleanor Bachner snaps a picture of Bruce making, like, longing full eye contact with Roy. So you get that, like, snapshot right there. And then Mm -hmm. Big Allison, adult Allison, chimes in and says, Caption, my dad and I both grew up in the same small Pennsylvania town. I'm warning all of you listening now, um, if you haven't heard the soundtrack, the cast recording, this is a spoiler. So if you listen to it anyway, you're going to know. Anyway, my dad and I both grew up in the same small Pennsylvania town, and he was gay, and I was gay, and he killed himself, and I became a lesbian cartoonist. And that's the end of the song. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> and no. that's the show. Uh, wild, Mama, right? that really is the show. That is the show. That is it. That's what we mean. That's what we meant, though, in the beginning of, like, we lay it yeah. all out there for you right in the beginning. There are no surprises. No. Who? All right. I'm starting to, I'm like halfway through this drink, so. I love it. Okay. Cut to. Also, if I'm doing this wrong, tell me. (laughs) No, this is perfect. (laughs) Cut to, we shift um, to college. We go to college. Pan, pan. Right, pan. Oh yeah, everybody. This is this is all told out of order. Like it's literally like different moments in her time. It jumps back and forth between like obviously adult Allison is like telling this story, but it's like we get a little bit of like young Allison, and then we jump to college, and then we jump back to young Allison. Like yeah, and and because whole, that's like what memory is, you know, memory is not yeah exactly linear. You remember one thing, and it reminds you of another thing. So um, yeah. So what did we just do that reminded us? Of this moment with medium Allison is uh, right before the end of Welcome to Our House on Maple Avenue. Big Allison and Bruce are singing, not too bad, not too bad. Cut to college lights up on medium Allison. She's drawing in her notepad and she sings, not too bad if I say so myself, which is a, a theme that we just heard. 
Wow. Wild. Um, this outshines the first one I drew. Then she has the same sudden burst of anxiety. I don't know which way's up. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then she snaps back out of it. So literally it's an echo of what exactly just happened with dad. Yeah. Um, and then she says, not too bad if I say so myself. Then her phone rings. Dad calls her. We have a great conversation with dad. Um, he says, yes, I'd like to speak to Alison Bechtel, the college student. And she's like, oh, hi, dad. You know, um, he asks, how's it going? How it's going and like how the dorm and the food is and everything and how college is. And, you know, tries to see if she's homesick. And then she's like, no, it's just, you know, like. In modern, cl- like, I know a lot about literature because you know a lot about literature. And so, like, so, like, my teacher said something. <laughs> what did he, what is the line? Um, stupid stuff. In modern classics today, the professor told us that Jake's renewal in Spain, the sun also rises, is really an allusion to Jungian rebirth. Does the average audience member know that reference? No. No. And then Bruce says, what? <laughs> and then Medium Allison says, I almost screamed, that's bullshit. <laughs> and, then, and then Bruce says, that is bullshit. So it's like, if you don't know what that reference is, which I, who does? Um, I can look it up. But, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. Honestly, I was told at one point and I don't remember now. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's at, at the very least, that's a moment of you of you seeing that Allison and her dad have something in common that they like super bond over, um, yeah. and they're like kind of similar. Um, you know, that's bullshit. Jake's not a symbol. He's Hemingway. The book is a romanticlef, and they talk about that. You know, and then Medium Allison says, "Yeah." And in the dining hall yesterday, I mentioned that my family runs a funeral home, and everyone just like dropped their forks and stared at me like I was Norman Bates. Great line. Um, <laughs> and then Bruce just says, typical, you know, like, what are we to do with all of these, <laughs> these average folk, you know, it's very, it's, it's one of those conversations, but then, um, you know, but then Bruce like gives Media Mouseon a pretty good pep talk because Media Mouseon is kind of like, I don't really know. I haven't really, f- I'm not really jiving with everyone yet. I haven't fit in. I haven't found my people. I haven't found myself yet, you know, you know, and then Bruce is like very encouraging, you know, and he says, you know. Trust your instincts. You don't need to twist yourself into knots uh, trying to impress people who are not worthy of you. You know, so that's like a really nice like dad conversation to have. You know, he kind of like gives her. Okay, but sometimes the things we say to other people are the things we should say to ourselves. (laughs) That part. (laughs) That part. Yeah. Anyway. So then we go over, uh, and Bruce sets the scene for the next show, the next scene essentially, and says, like, I gotta go over to the fun home. We're gonna bring up the fun home, the funeral home. Lest you forget that the fun home is the funeral home. Um, so then we, we, hear the, we hear the title of the show for the first time, and then everyone in the audience goes, He said it, he said the name of the show. I gotta go over to the And they all, got, they all get up and leave. Yeah, they're like, ah, yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a viewing in 45 minutes. Talk about who died. You know, kiddo, remember what I said, okay? Really great sign-off. Then um, Medium Allison starts writing in her journal. And because uh, adult Allison is watching everything lay out in front of her, uh, she goes over and reads over Medium Allison's shoulder. 
and reads out loud what Medium Allison is writing. September 15th, just had a good talk with dad and I feel so much better. Underline, underline, underline. And while <laughs> that's, she's saying that Medium Allison is obviously underlining <laughs> the word better yeah. three times or so much better. Um, so, you know, I'm going to spend four years reading books and drawing and then... Uh, and that's fine. I don't know where I got this insane idea that I need to throw myself out in the world. And then Medium Allison, you know, uh, gets up from her desk and she's like, it's not the world anyway. It's Oberlin College. So we know where we are. Um, yeah. Like, um, this is not going to be a big deal. I'm just going to go to college and earn a degree and not have any life experiences at all. It's fine. <laughs> you okay. Yeah. You okay. So. We have a scene change because adult Allison says, I had no idea what was coming. Honey. Girl. <laughs> um, You've got a big storm coming. <laughs> you got a big storm coming. Then we shift to the fun home because we just talked about it. Even though it's a different, it's the 80s, but then we shift back into the late 60s, 70s of the fun home when Allison was a child. So we shift back into the fun home. Um, Allison and uh, uh, Allison talks about, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Bruce enters with Pete. Pete is another character that Roy plays. It's just another uh, random character's relative dies. Um, You know, so Bruce explains, oh, sorry, the kids must have been cleaning up in here and kind of like picks up like like a tape recorder. There's maybe like a toy around. Yeah, the kids must have been here. Sorry. Anyway, shows him this coffin. This giant coffin comes on stage. In the Broadway show, it was like raised from the floor. You know? Could you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> um, in a trapdoor. Um, so a big coffin <laughs> is here. Um, and then Bruce is talking to Pete about like funeral arrangements for Pete's loved one and everything. But then you see Bruce tries to get Pete to go to his office to look at some brochures. Um, and then Pete declines. So we're like, okay, we're going to an office. We're going to look at some brochures in an office. Okay. That's, uh, you know, indicating that they should move to the office. That's what it says. Um, then Bruce sees him out and then Bruce turns around and says, kids get out of there. And then Allison and Christian, uh, pop up from behind the coffin And then Bruce says, where's John? And then Allison and Christian open the coffin. And John is just hanging out inside the coffin. I love it. And it's great because Christian's the littlest, or uh, John's the littlest brother. And uh, so he's uh, the, the little one. And then Christian, I believe, is like the older brother. And then I think Allison is the middle child. I might have to check that, but I don't know. But, um... (laughs) clearly they were playing, you know, and Bruce is like, how many times do I tell you don't play in the coffins? (laughs) Um, Don't play with the caskets. (laughs) That's just funny. Like, that's so morbid. Like, (laughs) but no, but like if you were, if it were, if you were used to it, of course you'd like do it. That would be so much fun. Yeah. That's your, that's your family (laughs) business, you know? So then uh, John says, we're making a commercial for the fun home. And then Christian and, Al- and small Allison are like, oh, my God, no, don't tell dad. Sh- sh- shut up. Shut up. Dad doesn't need to know about the commercial. Okay. 
Um, so they apologize, and then Bruce says, you know, we have a lot of work to do. Get this place cleaned up. You know, do the director. Like, we have to, we have two, whatever. We have, we have two bodies, says Bruce. We have work to do. So then Small Allison starts doing the directory, and then Bruce tells Small Allison who died so she can put the number, the letters on the directory and everything. And then um, we find out that the person who died was someone in their class's dad, Benny, Benny's dad. Um, what happened? He fell off the roof. Uh, he fell off the ladder, broke his neck. Get this place cleaned up. It's going to be a long night. So then everyone starts cleaning. The kids start cleaning up. <laughs> and then this is, this is another one of my favorite line exchanges. But it's between Kristen and John. So you kind of like get an idea of like how goofy they are. But it's um, when you break your neck, uh, is it just like crack you're instantly dead? And then the little brother, John, says probably his head was hanging from his neck. And then he couldn't see and he couldn't eat anything. And then he died from not eating and running into things. <laughs> And then Christian says, that's not right. <laughs> so it's just like... That's, that can't be it. I yeah, that's not. That can't be it. So it's just like, I love that. Like, I love that exchange. Anyway, so then we talk about the commercial. We bring it up again because now dad isn't here. Okay, this song is one of my favorite songs in the whole show. It's a bop. Because of the... First, <laughs> First of all, all, it's a bop. Secondly, and I very rarely say this. It's kids singing, but they're, like, fucking talented kids, so, like, Absolutely I'll allow it. amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. And there's, there's a video, it's either, like, Good Morning America or it's some late night where, like, the kids of the Broadway cast went and performed it. I highly suggest you go watch it because they're very, okay. very good. But it's just, it's them singing about the Bechtel Funeral Home and how, like, if... <laughs> If you die to come there, and it's like their little commercial that they do as a family. Yeah, it's hilarious, and they like the song is very like Jackson Five sounding. Um, mm -hmm. It is just like super high energy. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so we we say, should we start from the top? Should we call it the fun home? Yeah, it's our commercial. We can do what we want. And then uh, Small Elson says, you know, like. Fun home commercial takes seven million billion thousand. So again, very youthful. And then John, the littlest brother, gets to start the song and is singing, you know, your uncle died, you're feeling low. You've got to bury your mama, but you don't know where to go. <laughs> your papa needs his final rest. You got, you got to give him the best. Wow. Right? And then so that's my impression of john um which by the way the it. kid who played john in our show is one of my favorite people his name's kenna and he's a star um <laughs> um okay so uh then small allison and christian join in they're saying come to the fun home that's the bechdel funeral home baby and that was honestly my tagline when i told people to come see the show like, come to the fun home that's the bechdel funeral home please <laughs> um and it's just so cute. You know, they're they go through all the information of that's the first part. Where's where is it? Where's the fun home? It's the Bechtel Funeral Home. It's in Beach Creek. Great. We got the basics. Okay. It's in got, Beach Creek. <laughs> you got no reason to room. Use the Bechtel Funeral Home. Okay? Um then we talk about our caskets. Ooh, they're satin lined. And we have so many models, and I guarantee they're gonna blow your mind. Um, you know our mourners are very satisfied. They like, they like, they like our formaldehyde. Yeah. Just um, kids making up rhymes uh, with 
words like formaldehyde <laughs> and caskets. Um, this one a Tony. Normal things. This one a Tony. Um, <laughs> then we talk about the Bechtel Fun Home again. We have Kleenex and your choice of Psalm. So you can, don't worry if you cry. Which is, I think, my favorite line in the whole song. Yeah. We've got Kleenex and your choice of Psalm. Great. Two very unrelated things. <laughs> um, stop by the phone. Think of Bechtel when you need to embalm. Like, we just needed to rhyme. Um, <laughs> you've got no reason to roam. Use the Bechtel funeral home. What it is, what it is. Then we get into this, like, list part. And actually, in the sheet music, like, in the score for the show, um, it says right before this part of the music, please clap here. <laughs> It just says, please clap here. And you're supposed to, like, clap along with the song. But it's just so funny because, like, the music director or the pianist is supposed to clap. Like, stops playing the piano and claps. So, it's amazing. And then the audience joins in usually. I so love fun. that. It says, please clap here. <laughs> um, please so, clap. then Kristen's <laughs> like, what do, what do we got? What, have, what else have we got, you guys? And Allison and John and Kristen go through all the different amenities and the different things that the fun home has, like smelling salts for if you're queasy, folding chairs at open easy. Um, this is my favorite line of the show. Um, these are cool. You know what they are. Flags with magnets for your car. That's all. This <laughs> little flag with magnet on it. Um, <laughs> these are wire and they hold flowers. <laughs> I don't know why, because it's so obvious what it is. And then he's like, you know what this is? It's a flag with a magnet. Anyway. Um, it's a flag. <laughs> then John uh, chimes in with my other favorite line from the song, which is, this is called an aneurysm hook. Unguard. Then he starts sword fighting with a literal aneurysm hook. And it's so funny. Um, this little kid. Then we go into a one last big finish chorus. There's dancing, the lights are going nuts, and then the big finish, they all fall to the ground like corpses. And it says that in the script. That's the stage direction. To fall like corpses? Fall to the ground like corpses. <laughs> well. Big finish. You got, if it's in the stage directions, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thunderous applause. The kids are amazing. Uh, then we hear Bruce from the other room screaming Allison's name. He wants Allison to come to go over uh, in the room where he is. Now, Bruce, uh, we learned before the song starts, he's going to, like, prep a body to be for a funeral, to be buried, right? So, like, the room that he's calling Allison into is that room where that dead body is. And so, mm -hmm. obviously, all three of the kids are, like, super nervous and scared, and Allison's, like... I have to go in there, and Christian's like, he wants you to go back there, and we're like, I, I guess, well, you may as well go, you know, so Spell Allison goes into the room, and, and, uh, Bruce is working on prepping the body for the funeral, and, you know, she comes in, and then he says, hand me the scissors on the tray, and then she does, and then he says nothing, he uses the scissors for whatever he needs to use it for, says nothing, puts them back down, throws them on the tray. Like he could kind of reach it, you know, throws them back on the tray. And then Allison has to say, is that all? And then Bruce says, what? Like he forgot she was there and then says, oh, yeah. And that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's all it is. And then she leaves. <laughs> Sir. Sir. 
Um, then small Allison opens up her diary and adult Allison again reads over her shoulder and says, dad showed me a dead body today. Hey, listen, <laughs> you got to write that shit down. So you never, ever, you forget know, it. when the trauma starts, <laughs> um, she didn't date it though. So, um, dad showed Damn. me a dead body today. Small, um, then there's like a little bit of like a pause, like small Allison thinks about what she wrote for a second. And then we read again. Went swimming. <laughs> Got a new Hardy Boy book. Had egg salad for lunch. That's Girl. all she wrote. Yeah. Um, and then uh, big uh, adult Allison kind of like speaks out loud to her dad, you know, and says, you know, is that how your father showed you your first dead body? Was this some sort of Bechtel rite of passage? Or am I reading into this? Maybe you just needed the scissors. Cut to. Maybe. College. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> Cut to college. Um, maybe you just needed the scissors. So then we have a scene change. A door appears with the gay union sign on it. We are back in Oberlin College. Then we see medium Allison rush onto stage, going over to the door and then chickening out, not going in the door. Maybe we don't want to go in there. I don't know. Then she kind of lingers by the door. And then Joan appears. This is Joan's first appearance. Yay. Yeah. And she comes on stage. She kind of sees what's going on with Allison not wanting to go into the gay union door. And she just says, hey. And in the script, it says, breezes past her, casually giving her the lesbian head nod. And uh, this is a <laughs> podcast, so I could do it, uh, but none of you would see. So lesbians, you probably know what it is. Um, she says, hey, with the lesbian head nod. If you know, you nod. know. If you know, you know. That's what we're going to say. Um, hey, lesbian head nod. Uh, kind of spooks Allison. Oh, hey. And then Joan's like, are you coming in? Because Joan is going into the gay union. Because Joan is an out and proud lesbian. Um, and then uh, medium Allison's, Allison says, oh, no. I was just looking for the German club. And, uh, and Joan just tells Medium Allison, where the German club is. And Medium Allison says, thanks. Donka. <laughs> and Joan thinks uh, that's a little bit weird. And then goes into the gay union and disappears. And then Medium Allison is rightfully embarrassed. and But she has this little moment with the gay union door. And she kind of just says, like, please, God, don't let me be a lesbian. Please don't let me be a homosexual. But then... We've all been there. Yeah, I know. But then she says, oh my God, Donka? Like, why did I say that to that lady? Man. You know? So. Anyway. Then we shift back to the house on Maple Avenue. Go back in time. That was a very small little snippet. I fucking love this song. Yeah. First of all. This is my favorite song in the whole show. Because Helen. Every, because of Helen. It's because of well, Helen. Specifically because of Helen, but because of everything that's being sung over each other. Oh my God. Yeah. And we'll get into it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love this. Yes, absolutely. This whole scene. Um, we're in the yard. Bruce is gardening. Um, he's replanting a tree. Now, if you've seen the Broadway show, they literally plant a tree into the stage. Like. Every night. Every night. They 
take like a... And then that tree is donated to Central Park. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, there's like a little like square of dirt that they just take the part of the stage off of the cover and then they like put the tree in there. I'm like, wow. Wow. For what? Wild. Um, so this bush came from someone else's This yard. is how it's they legal. got their money back in eight months. Small, <laughs> small, small things to commit to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but casket through a trapdoor. Um, hmm. You win some, you lose some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then mom comes in. Mom, we learn that mom uh, does theater on the side. Uh, she, uh, don't we all? Um, She's in a play. Yeah. (laughs) She's in a play. She brought back all of her costumes from her play rehearsal, which um, her son says, Mom's back from play practice. And we're like, Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, And then she shows everyone her costumes, but then Roy enters. And Roy is like really friendly. He comes in really high energy. All the kids know him, you know, like he comes in and Mm -hmm. they're all like, Oh my God, hi, Roy. You know, like they know who he is. And then Roy clearly knows the kids and has like a really great relationship with them and he's like hey children yeah um and so <laughs> he's bonding with them and then this is when Helen meets Roy for the first time and Helen and Roy's is doing like that flattery thing of like ah yeah I've heard so much about you you know like I know that you do the shows and see, I've seen you in some of the plays. They say that you're so much better than Irma Hornbacher and, you know, uh, it's like buttering her up. Um, and then Bruce is like, oh no, like, come on. She's like, she's in a different class, like seen a lot of New York theater and like my wife is exceptional, you know, like let's gas her up before we go, uh, cheat on her. Um, so <clears throat> Well, um, you win some, you lose some. Again, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, like, as Bruce is saying this, though, this is a stage direction, too, and I always think, like, it's very important when stage directions say things like this. Um, he says this, he puts his hand on her shoulder in a gesture that only he and Helen would notice is awkward. So they don't, they don't touch. They're not affectionate. But all of a sudden, like, Bruce is, like, putting his hand on Helen's shoulder and saying, like, she's exceptional. Yeah. You know? So strange. Um, you know, and then the kids come in and the kids are like, oh, my God, this is a, this, my mom is in a play and it's so cool. Bro- Roy, do you know all about this play? And then they get really excited about it. And then uh, Roy is like, hey, I got to go grab my toolbox because Bruce is like, want to get started on the thing we were going to work on. Um, and then... Like, okay, and then the kids go with Roy, and they talk about Herbie fully, or, like, the Herbie movie, right? Um, The love bug. Mm -hmm. Herbie rides again. That's what it is. Um, And Roy's like, I haven't seen that movie. And they're like, what? And they leave. (laughs) Um, uh, And then Helen and Bruce have a very heated conversation about, like, you know, well, first it's very cold, and then it gets kind of heated. You know, and Helen's like, who's that? Why is he here? And Bruce is, like, trying to explain it away. You know, oh, I hired him. He's doing hard yard work. My friend said that... He has a truck, and he's here to do he some He is hauling. doing hard work, but... <laughs> right? Yard work. <laughs> hard work, yard work. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know... Um, hold on one second. Okay. Um, sorry. So, 
you're thinking about that Helen says, you know, he's going to be working here at the house all the time. She seems, like, very reluctant. She doesn't know if she, like, wants this to happen. Like, because she kind of knows, you know. She has, mm-hmm. she's not stupid. Um, you know, and Bruce gets very defensive very quickly. And is like, what difference does it make? He's here to work for me. Do you think I'm going to hire some creep to be here? You know, is that the bug up your ass or whatever? You know, that kind of argument. Um... Then And everybody's like, no, Bruce, I don't think that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the bug up my ass, but we'll pretend for you, for you, yeah. Um, then the kids interrupt the moment again, and we can't, again, chaos isn't, doesn't happen if it's never seen. So we're not going to show the kids yeah. that we're fighting, right? So uh, the kids come back on, you know, and they're talking about Herbie, and then, you know, Bruce then you know, joins in like he's going to play with the kids. And that's like also a weird thing that's happening. Like it's putting on a front for Roy, right? Um, a stranger, like <clears throat> as, yeah. essentially a stranger. Yeah. You know? Um, so then Bruce and Roy go into Bruce's office. Um, and then clearly Helen has a look on her face of like, I know exactly what's going to happen and I'm just going to disassociate. Um, and then <laughs> girl, girl, we, again, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. Um, you know, and then the kids go inside and they watch TV. Um, and then we shift inside and we are Bruce and Roy are in the, in Bruce's library. Helen is at the piano. The kids watch TV. This is the song. Um, and adult Allison chimes in. I want to know what's true. Dig deep into who and what and why and when. And that is a great reminder of you're seeing everyone involved with this scene right now. The kids are in the living room watching TV. Helen is playing the piano. Bruce and Roy are in the library behind closed doors. I want to know what's true. Dig deep into who and what and why and when until now gives way to then. This is something that adult Allison, like this is something that Allison has never seen so when we see this exchange between right. Bruce and Roy, this is like what she imagines happened in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that was like a really, that's like a really cool thing to do is to kind of like observe, like when you watch the show, like what is Allison actually remembering versus what is Allison kind of like building in her mind of what she thinks happened? You know? Yeah. What holes is she filling herself? Yeah. With her best guess of who her father was. Yeah, exactly. Without, like, any answers um, from him. Um, So Bruce and Roy have a great exchange. They say, you know, they talk about the room and how, you know, Bruce has decorated this entire house. And Bruce is like, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I'm, like, really talented. Um, And then then we cut to um, Allison, uh, adult Allison, who's like, it's like a 1950s lesbian pulp novel. Their tawdry love could only flourish in the shadows. So then the rest of the scene kind of plays out like a lesbian pulp no- uh, novel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so then Small Allison, we cut to Small Allison, is with mom at the piano and says, like, I like Roy. He's funny. And then Helen's like, go find something else to do. I don't want to talk about this guy. Um, <laughs> And then small Allison says, like, did chop and write chopsticks? And then Helen's like, it's Chopin, go away. Like, just stop Literally. What, doing what you're doing. Um, I don't have the bandwidth <laughs> for this right now. Um, then we cut back into the library, and Bruce is, like, telling Roy to sit down and take a load off. And Bruce is like, oh, no, I've been working all day. I'm disgusting. I don't want to get your nice stuff all sweaty. 
And then Breeze is like, oh, what are you talking about? It's just furniture. Stretch out if you want. So mm-hmm. then uh, Roy does sit down and stretches out on the, on the chase. And he's like, this place is like a museum, you know? And then he says, what's that stuff? And then Bruce says, Sherry, you want some? Sherry. Um, so we share a drink. And then Bruce comes over. And uh, Roy again compliments the house. Uh, and says, like, I remember this place before you moved in. We used to ride our bikes over here when we were kids. You've done a shitload of work on this house. So, like, we're showing that, like, Roy is much younger than Bruce as well. Um, And then he's like, ah, yeah, I'm still in... You must be in good shape for an old man, says uh, Roy. And then we hear this... uh, We hear this melody again. Not too bad if I say so myself. I might still break a heart My least favorite motif and the whole show yeah (laughs) it happens a lot but yeah but it's that it's that motif that keeps coming back it all comes back um you'd be surprised at what a guy my age knows how to do then he kind of teases roy you want it unbutton your shirt ew so then we have a little bit of like a intimate moment but then roy says isn't that your wife playing the piano and then bruce says don't worry about her so then we cut to helen who's at the piano, like, like, hell-bent on playing this song that she's playing. And she's like, (laughs) then she starts humming along, la, 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 right? Then she stops playing the piano and stands up as if she's going to go into the library and burst in and whatever is happening is going to happen. And maybe she's going to leave her husband and make this big change. She stands up and then she pauses and then she sits back down and sings the most heartbreaking line of the whole goddamn show. Maybe not right now. And everyone in the audience immediately is now on Helen's side. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Ah! So, then Helen says, maybe not right now, twice. Maybe not right now. Which, by the way, I'm going to take this opportunity to just talk about Danielle Lang, who played... Helen in our show um, is amazing. And that I just, I will forever think of her as Helen because she was incredible. Anyway, um, then Helen starts singing la, 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 and she's still playing. Then Bruce sings the I want, I want, I want, I, right? And then Roy chimes in. I know this type, this type of married guy. I could just give him the slip, but why? It's not a big deal. I know he wants me. As in, like, this isn't really my problem. If I want to hook up no. with this guy, I could. Well, <laughs> and then I could just leave. Sir, right? sir, it may not be uh, your problem, <laughs> but you are part of the problem. Part of the problem, right? So then Helen sings the I want, I want, and then Roy sings, I know this type, this type of married guy, and Bruce is like, I might still break a heart or two, and then the kids are watching Bobby Jeremy and the Susan Days on TV, and they're singing the ba, 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 which you hear later in Raincoat of Love, and then Helen, Roy, and Bruce in a beautiful harmony sing three times together. Me and him, me and him, me and him. And that's the end of the song. Absolutely beautiful. When you hear everything layered. It's Ugh. so good. And then you see everything play out and you're like, ah! Yeah. 
Um, Nathan, I have to take a pause. We cut to college. We're going. You said we're going back to college. We're going back to college. Uh, Medium Allison is writing. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Good times though. Um, <laughs> Medium Allison mm-hmm. is record is a uh, is writing. Dear mom and dad, thanks for the care package. I was running out of granola bars, so it came just in the nick of time. They saw a kind here that I swear is made of paste. Then Joan enters her dorm room and gives her, again, the lesbian head nod. And Alice, medium Allison <laughs> makes eye contact with her and then goes back to finishing her letter and says, nothing else worth writing home about. Har har. Al. Okay. So then we have the thanks for the care package scene. If you have listened to the Broadway cast recording, you have heard most of this scene because it the whole scene is there except for like a couple of lines. So um, this is a great scene of like, <laughs> of Joan just kind of like being herself, being her gay self and medium Allison just like being really nervous about that the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think Joan has found Allison out kind of early and that's why they become friends. I don't think this is their first hangout sesh. I think this is, this though is, uh, sticks out because this is when Joan kind of, when medium Allison comes out to Joan. So, mm-hmm. um, good for yeah, her. Good for her. So we need some really good no nukes pro- posters for the gay union meeting. Um, and Allison offers to draw them and Joan's like, no, like we need them tomorrow night. That's like a big commitment. And then Allison was like, oh no, I draw really fast because I'm a cartoonist. And then, um, and then Joan is like, oh my God, these are really good. And, um, it's really fun. Cause like she gets really close to her and is like, wow, you're really good at drawing. And then that like freaks medium Allison out. Um, <laughs> well, it might also freak her out because like, we'll see this later, but she tried to draw for her dad once and her dad was like, no, you have to do this a different way. Yeah. And so like, this is somebody who is like her telling her she's doing a good job. Yeah. And, and, and genuinely too, you know, and then what does she do? She dismisses it and says like, Oh, this, no, this is just quick and stupid, you know? Um, yeah. So then Joan kind of looks around her room and uh, continues to pry, you know, like who's this in the photo. And then we talk about dad because it's dad in the photo. Um, so like, mm. that's your dad. Yeah, he looks cool. Did he teach you how to draw cartoons? And then Medium Allison says, ooh, no, definitely not. Is like laughing. And then Joan's like, why is that funny? Genuine question. Why is that funny? I demand, I to, demand know. to know. <laughs> um, it's not funny. He's just more, I don't know, well, refined, she says. And then Joan asks what he does for a living. And Medium Allison answers, you know, like, oh, yeah, he does historical restoration society and you know, he's an English teacher. And then Joan interrupts her and says, do you get to be in his class? And then medium Allison is very like earnestly is like, yeah, I was in his class. And then Joan's like, oh, I was joking. That's actually kind of dorky. Oh, okay. (laughs) Got it. So like be excited that your dad's a teacher. Um, I was joking. Okay. And then we just keep going like, oh, well, yeah, no, like uh, he sends me books. And then uh, Joan's like, he sends you books to read on top of your schoolwork. That's kind of weird. Um, you know, and then we see... First of all, stop making fun of my hobby. Right? Well, cool that, like, she reads, but, like, Joan's like, why do you have to read his books on top of all the other books you have to read in school? So, um... You tell my dad no. Yeah, you tell my dad no. Um, 
And then, and then adult Allison chimes in and says, like, is that weird? That's really weird. Because, like, again, she's to remind you, lest you forgot that adult Allison has been watching this whole time. Um, <laughs> and is also riddled with anxiety Riddled with well. anxiety. <laughs> she never really grew out of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, fun fact about, like, the real Joan, she actually had a glass eye. <laughs> and she would, like, take it out. Are they still together? No, they actually only dated for a year. Um... Yeah, I I didn't know when that uh, ended. Yeah, they dated for That's a good year. To know. The the whole show, well, the college, yeah, the medium Allison's storyline takes place over like three months, right? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, they only dated for a year, but it's just that Joan was the person there for her in this trying time, and Joan was her first love, her first lesbian love, like big deal. Um, Joan, Joan gets to be in the musical. Yeah, like, no, imagine like (laughs) someone like years ago, like back in college that you dated for like a year or less. And then, and then someone writes a musical about your life and they are a character like (laughs) wild or someone writes a musical about that person you dated about their life. And then you are a character and you're like, wow, I only dated you for like, we went to Applebee's like three times, (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> You're like, let it go. <laughs> so absolutely wild. And I've like read a bunch of interviews with like the real Joan and how like flattered she was. And like, she couldn't believe that like, she was like this, seeing the musical really reminded me that like this story, like, like I was just a small little like nugget of what was going on in Allison's world during this time. And like that, that this show is a really big reminder of that. And she's like, just so humbled to like be a part of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Really cool. So anyway, um, we talk about the books that dad had sent us. Um, your father sent you Colette. That's a lesbian book. Um, and then, uh, Medium Allison's like, oh, no, it's not really a lesbian book. And Joan's like, yeah, it, it is. It's a lesbian book. Um, you know, and then Allison, Medium Allison says, no, like, he only sent it to me because he knows I'm interested in, like, Paris and art and bohemians and stuff. And then Joan's like, yeah, but he didn't send you a book on To Lose the Track. He sent you Colette. So, it's amazing that he's cool with you being a dyke, is what she says. Um, this is, like, the 80s. The word dyke was, like, a very, like like rebel dykes that was like a very yeah uh, a term that was used a lot edgy edgy term um so medium allison you know is like right away caught off guard oh what no like i don't i don't think so and joan's like oh no oh okay i said something wrong he's not okay with you being gay (laughs) and then medium allison's like no it's not that it's just that he doesn't know because i just figured it out for myself and then we're like, oh, my right. God. And then Joan's like, with who? <laughs> like, instead of being like, oh, you're right, gay. Right, right. Joan's just like, oh, how'd you? Like, it's a group yeah. project. <laughs> with, who did you find that out with? You know, like, who are you with? And then Medium Allison's like, doesn't understand the question. Um, and then uh, Joan's like, like, who are you with when you found out? And then Al- Medium Allison gets very embarrassed. was like, oh, my God, nobody, nobody. Uh, I'm so embarrassed. Um and then she says, I was in a bookstore, and Joan continues to tease her and says, like, in a bookstore? Nice. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, right. I was in a bookstore. I found this book. It's word is out. Um, and it's, like, interviews about gay people. And then she, like, has 
trouble saying the word gay. And so Joan is like, Joan finishes her sentence for her. And she's like, yeah. So anyway, like I uh, was just browsing. I picked up this book and I was like, these people are all gay. And I was like, oh my God, uh, I'm a lesbian. But then Joan cuts her off and says a dyke. And they say that at the same time. <laughs> um, and then. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> of, as like, as like, a, a new, a, like a baby gay, quote unquote, trying to ease your way into it. You're like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. And like somebody who is established and very comfortable will be you're, like, no, you are a dyke. dyke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, just call it what it is. Um, and it's great. Uh, then Medium Allison, you know, agrees. I'm like, yes, yeah, a dyke. That, yes, that's what I am. Um, we finished the story. I flipped out. I put the sh- book back on the shelf. I left. Then I came back in and I bought all the books in the gay section. All of them. Um, and then she says, then I went to the gay union, and then it's now. Hi. Like, now we're in our room. We're in my room talking about this. Mm-hmm. Hi. And then Joan says, hello. And then Joan's, Joan uh, says, that's a powerful book, and then puts the book down, because she's holding mm-hmm. it at this point. And then she walks on over. She beelines it right over to Medium Allison, as if she's going to kiss her. She gets very, very close to her and stares her down for just a second just to make her gay panic on purpose. And then she says, so I should probably go. And then she just leaves. <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, I'll see the you The power Joan the has. The power, right? <laughs> That's all I wanted, just to be, like, scary and gay. And I got to. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we make a plan. I'm going to see you at the gay union tomorrow. Cool. See you then. Bye, Allison. And then Medium Allison says, bye, Joan, and then gets really embarrassed and, like, throws herself onto her bed in, like, embarrassment and, like, oh, my God, this girl's never going to talk to me again. Then, but as this is happening, Medium Allison stays on stage uh, because the rest of the living room in the house in the 60s, uh, 70s is still set up. So, um... So then we see Bruce and young Allison come in and young Allison is wearing a dress and Bruce is like, oh my God, take your t-shirt off so that you're wearing the whole dress without a shirt on it. Also, you're wearing sneakers. Don't want you to be wearing those. So we're fighting. Small Allison's like, why do I have to wear a dress? And then Bruce is like, because you're a girl. Gender norms. And then Small Allison is like, well, you're wearing a girl color because Bruce is wearing like a pink or purple shirt. And then he gets mad. And then he backhanded her because how dare he she bring this up? Because <laughs> how dare? <laughs> you know, you're wearing a girl color. And then he stoops to a level of parenting that is just, he says, it's every other girl. Disgusting. It's disgusting. He says, every other girl in this party is going to be wearing their prettiest dress. And you're going to be wearing what? Your jean jacket? Your sneakers? fine everyone's gonna laugh at you but do what you want and then it's like very passive aggressive and like people are gonna laugh at you is that what you want to do you want people to laugh at you okay whatever do what you want it's your life you know you know like when you give your friend uh advice that they're you know that they you know they shouldn't be doing something but then you're like oh yeah whatever do we want um yeah it's like oh that's that's just me though yeah (laughs) and then he's like you know so it's all right with me if you want to change your clothes. Go ahead. Are you going to change? And then Small Allison sings the same heartbreaking line that we hear earlier in the show that we heard Mom sing. Maybe not right now. Maybe not right now. Then Medium Allison chimes in. Dear Mom and Dad. She's writing Mom and Dad a letter again on her bed. Um, and Bruce is like, good, you change. 
And then Medium Allison says, I'm trying to tell you something and I'm having a bit a hard time because it's kind of a big deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. It might be a big deal. And then we hear the same motif of, I want, I want, I want, I am a lesbian. Big burst. All the music cuts off. Dear mom and dad. You just got to say it. I am a lesbian. You just got to say it. And actually, fun fact, um, me singing along to this uh to this cast recording was the first time I actually said I am a lesbian, like when I was singing along with Emily. So, um, yeah, big deal. It was pretty cool. Um, Dear mom and dad, I am a lesbian. Then Joan pops in. Hey, lesbian head nod. Um, (laughs) Medium Allison is real excited. She's like, I did it. And Joan's like, did what? And then Medium Allison's like, I came out to my parents. And Joan's like, oh my God, what do they say? And she's like, I don't know, because I wrote them a letter. So and then we're like, oh, okay, well, you told them and that's great. Good for you. And then, you know, that's right. Allison's like, everything makes so much sense now. And Joan's like, oh yeah, like, uh, that's why I was in love with my first grade teacher. And then medium Allison's like, that is why I was in love with my first grade teacher. Um, and then, and then Joan goes over and shakes her hand and says, you know, like, well, uh, my friend, welcome to the club. And then they are just continuously shaking hands and not saying anything and just like, staring at their hands and then um and then joan's like okay and then gets a little bit flirty and says okay new lesbian we're going to a party at the women's collective tonight new lesbian lesbian, which now we refer to as baby gay um period period. (laughs) um and then uh, Medium Allison's newfound confidence is suddenly just, like, gone. It's vaporized. And then Allison's like, oh, no, uh, what? And then Joan's like, they kind of have, like, a, this is the most lesbian conversation ever. It's the, uh, no. And then Joan says, what? And then Medium Allison says, oh, uh, it's just I have a lot of work. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What's going on? What? That's that, what? What are you saying, you know? Literally. Lesbians and just women in general. What? Um, you know, and then Medium Allison says, I don't know if I'll fit in. And Joan's like, what do you mean fit in with who? And then Medium Allison's like, the lesbians, the real lesbians. <laughs> and then she talks about how lesbians are political, they're socially conscious, and they're like real lesbians. And she only just realized this. And so she's not a real lesbian yet. She hasn't joined a protest yet. And I'm like, cool. Um, <laughs> then we backtrack a little. And we say, the only thing I really know about myself is that I'm asexual. And then Joan's like, oh, okay. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and then obviously like not really like believing it because Joan's like, okay, well I sense sexual tension. So maybe that's, this is in my head. So I'm going to hear you out. And then medium Allison is like, no, I am. I'm not attracted to men, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm attracted to women. And before medium Allison can continue her sentence, Joan grabs her and kisses her and, like, plants, like, this huge kiss on her and then, like, backs away and then they both stare at each other and Joan has that look of, like, do you still think you're asexual? And then Medium Mm -hmm. Allison immediately goes back over, grabs her, they make out in a very, like, panicked and frantic, like, make-out sesh. Listen. (laughs) And, like, yeah. And then Joan kind of, like, stops it and is, like, and is, like, okay, you, you uh, clearly were very excited. They've moved their way over to, like, in that makeup session, they moved their way over to the bed. And then um, it says in the script, pent-up lust. Um, inexperienced pent-up lust. Very different. 
Um, and then Joan just kind of like thinks about it for a second. Then she says, okay. And then they make out again and they get into bed and they, uh, they tumble into bed and then they, uh, do what we we can all imply is having sex. Um, and then they, they do the opposite of what Dolly Parton does and they tumble into bed. Yeah. Instead of, (laughs) instead of jumble out of bed and jumble to the kitchen, they jumble into bed. (laughs) Have you ever heard that? Like, jumble out of bed and jumble to the kitchen, jumble stuff. No, because I was about to be like, baby, that is all 15, like, ways of wrong. No, no, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. All right. No, this is definitely a joke I'm missing. (laughs) Just sing nine to five, but only use the word jumble. I love it. Okay. Um, (laughs) So then uh, uh, adult Allison uh, chimes in and is like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. So in the background, Allison picks up Medium Allison's journal and reads from it of like, went to a meeting at the gay union. Yeah, what does this mean? I signed up to help organize a Take Back the Night march. I don't know what that is and I don't know what that means. I don't know why I did it. Oh my God. (laughs) So then uh, music starts and Medium Allison and Joan have now stopped moving so we assume that they fell asleep but then medium allison kind of like emerges from under the blankets and she starts singing uh changing my major where she kind of is like holy shit what happened what did i do last night i had gay sex yeah um you know and that's like a big that's like a big like ah this happened to me or like i i did this like no way i would never do something like this and so uh She's talking about Joan. You know what happened last night? Are you really here? Joan, 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 Joan. But she's very excited about it. You know, she's like, hi, Joan. Don't wake up, Joan. Oh, my God, last night. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, last night. I got so excited. I was too enthusiastic. We're like, (laughs) you know, your, like, first, like, enjoyable, like, sex experience or, like, that first experience where you're like, this feels right, you know? Yeah. Um, That's what this was for her. And she just gets so excited. And it's great because Medium Allison is, like, literally in her underpants and, like, socks and a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and it's so great. Um, what did, uh, Our director said, there's something very vulnerable about thighs. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, to have Medium yeah. Allison just be singing this whole, this very vulnerable song, uh, you know, like, in her underwear is just, uh, is great. Um, and so we're talking about, then we have this like aha moment. I'm changing my major to Joan, which is a metaphor for I'm a lesbian now, right? I'm changing. Very, very, very. I'm realizing that I now play for the other team. Um, and I've always played for the other team, but I just didn't know that. But now I know I'm changing my. Now I have to do the paperwork. Now I know I have to like get a new license and re-register it's crazy um <laughs> um i'm changing my major to joan i'm changing my major to sex with joan right um with a minor in kissing joan and so we're going through you know how good she feels how confident she feels i'm radiating happiness will you stay here with me for the rest of the semester the climax of the song we won't eat any food we'll live on sex alone sex with joan um and we go through and we talk about you know Ooh, I'm going to write a thesis on Joan and it's the cutting edge field and my mind is blown. Um, she starts drawing Joan in her, uh, in her, on her sketch pad. 
familiarize myself with her well-made outlines while she researches mine. Then we have a quick little like moment of realization of like, holy shit, but wait, what did I just do? You know, I don't know who I am. I've become someone new. Nothing I just did is anything I would do. And that was such like, as someone who like w thought they were straight for a long time and then came out as gay, like that, those four lines like speak to me. I, I don't know if they do mm -hmm. to other people. I'm sure they do. But it's just like, a, I can't believe that I just did this. This is not my life. This is different. You know, so um, wild. Um, overnight, everything changed. I'm not prepared. I'm dizzy. I'm nauseous. I'm shaky. I'm scared. But this is my life and I'm really excited about, about it. And I'm going to like go for it full force. You know, I'm changing my major to Joan. I thought all my life I'd be all alone, but that was before I was lying prone in this dorm room bed with Joan. Look, she drooled on the pillow. So sweet. <laughs> um, we're going to come back <laughs> into the moment. All sweaty and tangled up. Now, mind you, this entire time, Joan is asleep in the bed, which is what I mean by like Joan comes on, yeah. causes gay panic, sleeps, and then leaves. Um, we have this revelation. I'm changing my major to Joan. Then we shift to, uh, and medium Allison gets back into bed. Lights go down. And then we shift to adult Allison, who talks about how she leapt out of the closet. So excited to come out, right? <laughs> I leapt out of the closet for four months. Uh, and then four months later, my father killed himself by stepping in front of a truck. That's the whole sentence. Baby. You know, um, then we go over to Bruce and Bruce is like sitting in a chair reading a book and he's like, well, I was in college exploding into my new life. You were sitting here reading a book. Um, I'm just like crazy. Look at how much is happening for me. And you were just like reading, um, acting like nothing was wrong. Um, and then, so then yeah. we cut to small Allison and Helen and small Allison is like, I have a question. And Helen's like, Stop bothering me. And Smallison's like, but answer my questions. And then they have this cute little back and forth of like, what was the name of the street you lived on? And what color was your house when you lived in Germany? And Helen's like, I don't know. Um, then we find out that Small Allison has an assignment in school. We're learning about maps and globes. And Miss Windsor said, draw a map of all the places that you and your family had been to. And Bruce is like, oh, that's what you're doing. And then Allison is like, has drawn this really adorable, very well drawn for a child cartoon about like different places that her family has been in Pennsylvania. And then Allison is explaining it. You know, this is Beach Creek. This is the bridge. That's the Ford. That's the Creek. That's the school. That's fun home. This is our house. Aunt Jay and Uncle Randy's house. This is Germany over here. And then she gets an idea and she draws John Christian and herself floating in bubbles because we're not born yet. And then Bruce is like, okay, very interesting. Very abstract. You're a child. Here's how we can make your thing better. Yeah. See, okay, now hold on, pause for the cause because I took a choreography class in high or in mm -hmm. college, sorry. <laughs> and um and um we had this one girl who because you know, you'd present your piece for the week and then you'd get feedback on it and then you'd like change it and like by the end of the week you had like your completed mm -hmm. dance, whatever. And every time she gave notes, she'd say, "This is how to make it better." And I'm like, Honey. Finally, like everybody talked to her, and they're like, "It's not that it would be better; it would. It's a different tactic mm -hmm. to take." 
Because your way is not the only your way. Your way is not the only okay, way, Okay, that's the Bruce. point I was trying to make. Yes. <laughs> Bruce, you're, you like realism, and that's okay. But Allison's a little bit more abstract. Does he? Because he's not living a realism life. And that's the T. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, <clears throat> absolutely nuts. Okay. I've switched to honey whiskey? Okay. Um, and nothing else. Okay. Uh, so, Bruce is like, hey, let's, uh, let's make this better. And Allison's like, no, I like the way I'm doing it. And he's like, no, no, no. You're doing it wrong. This is all scattered. You have to make everything uniform, you know, like, and then he starts singing. But at one point, doesn't she say that she's a child? Or is that the, the mom, mom says, who says Bruce, it? it's a children's drawing. She's just showing it in class. Right. right? And then Bruce is like, was like, well, yeah, she's showing it in class and she's going to embarrass herself. You know, that same sort of thing that happens earlier. The trauma. Um, Bruce, you can actually take every fuck that you have and fuck off. <laughs> right. <laughs> take everyone, every fuck and, and fuck Put off with it. Put it in a fuck container and just leave with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... You know, like, we can make it better than a cartoon. No, fuck off, Dad. You know, like, this is the, no, this is the Keystone State. This is too much. Watch what I do. He literally takes the pad out of her hand and the crayon and starts drawing with it. He's like, you make this part look rugged? Mm -hmm. Allegheny Plateau. Um, We start the the map song a little bit. And then Smallison takes it back and is like, no, I like the way I did it. And Helen's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a drawing. It doesn't matter. And then Bruce is like, uh, what do you mean it doesn't matter? She's taking it to school, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then he, you know, gets a bit of an attitude. He's like, you know, you want to take this half-baked mess to school? You want to embarrass yourself in front of everyone? Fine with me. Do what you want. And then he storms out. But then, like, Small Allison is like, oh, wait, but, like, we were kind of, like, bonding over drawing, right? So, like, and then she's like, no, wait, Daddy, come back. I like the one that you did. But, like, does she? <laughs> no! Ah! No, but she's getting attention from her so father. she does, you know? She wants it. She didn't. That's not what she intended to happen when this happened. So, um, so then, you know, Small Allison kind of, like, throws her pad and paper onto the couch and leaves and is like all right well my dad doesn't care about this and he doesn't think I'm good whatever okay I don't want to do this anymore but then uh adult Allison then kind of like emerges into the scene and this is the first time we see her interact with something that the other characters interacted with um and uh she picks up the pad and paper and it says like make this part look rugged Mm -hmm." sings the same thing that Bruce just sang and then she continues and draws her own version of the map. And this was really cool. In our set, when we did the show, um, the floor of the stage was the map that Allison, it was inspired oh, cool. by the map that Allison drew. So it was really cool. Um, uh, it was just like a really cool idea. And that was fun. Um, our town is this dot. She continues. Quick dashes mark the property and Beach Creek. I love this song. So we talk about, you know, we're literally drawing a map of where she grew up. And then she's like, I can draw a circle. His whole life fits inside. Right? Like, man, he's like never. Like once we got back, once he was here in Pennsylvania and Beach Creek, this was his life. You know, like he's been all these grand places and lived all over the place. But, like, Beach Creek 
this fun home, his whole life is like here in these little boundaries, you know? Um, <clears throat> you were born on this farm. Here's our house. Here's a spot where you died. I can draw a circle. Your whole life fits inside or like you lived your life inside. Then we shift to Bruce in his car and he's pulled over and he's talked to a boy named Mark. And he says, hey, Mark, is that you? And Mark is like, oh, yeah, hey, Mr. Bechdel, what's up? And then he goes over and he's like, do you oh, want a lift? True. And Bruce says, and Mark's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going very far. I don't really need a ride. And then Bruce is like, you know, I'm happy to give you a ride. Let me move some of these groceries. Get in the car. Mark gets in the car. They start driving. And then he says, starts talk, talking to Mark. Hey, Mark, how's your summer? You got a job? And Mark's like, yeah, I'm working in the stock room at Cosgroves. And then Bruce is like, cool. Staying on track. That's great. Do you want a beer? And then Mark's like, I don't, um, I don't think I better, I shouldn't do that. Right. And then Bruce is like, it's okay. There's some in the bag. I'm an adult. You can drink. Um, <laughs> and then Mark says, uh, so Mark takes a, you're an adult and that's why I can't drink, sir. Exactly. And then, so Mark does take a beer. He's a little nervous, but he's all, it's also like, oh, it's kind of fun. Right. So I'm like in a car with this guy who was my teacher and like, Right. And um, they drive for a bit. And then Mark says, oh, uh, uh, hey, my house is down that way, Mrs. Mr. Bechtel. And then Bruce is like, I know. I just want the chance to get to know you a little better. Do you have yourself a girl? And then Mark's like, no. And then Bruce says, saving for college? Are you a senior? And then Mark says, junior. And then Bruce says, ah, right. So this is an underage, a very underage person. As in not 18. Um. Great story, Bruce. Still illegal. Still illegal. Like. Yep. Um, and then we shift to, this is, that's like a big, like, oh my God moment for the audience. Um, and then we shift to Medium Allison. This is just a very small little snippet of Medium Allison saying, dear mom and dad, I assume you got my letter. I haven't heard from you. I'd really love some sort of response. So remember the last letter that Medium Allison wrote to her parents was her coming out. No response. Radio Good silence. for her. So then we shift to Small Ellison, who's watching the Partridge Family S TV show. Um, and we hear from the TV, I guess you're not too bad, blah, blah, all this chatter. And then we hear the ba 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 ba, everything's all right. But then Bruce turns off the TV and he's like, that show's awful. And then Small Ellison's like, I like it. And then Bruce is like, okay, whatever, read a book. And he's like, read a book, yeah, sir. sir. Let me have one iota of fun that you don't control. Exactly. Let me enjoy. Please let me have this. Let me have. I'm a child. Let me live. Let me live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he's straightening his tie and everything. And then Small Ellison's like, how come you're wearing a suit? And then Bruce is like, I'm going to Danville. And then Small Ellison's like, are you going to the mental hospital? Because it's, I guess it's like such a small town that the only thing there is the mental hospital. Or like that's the most famous thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bruce says, yes. But also. But also, that is precisely where Bruce is going. <laughs> um, and they're like, hey. Oh, and, and yes, and that's kind of the reaction Small Allison has. is like, oh, you, you are? Like, I was joking, but you're serious? Okay. Um, uh, and then Bruce is like, I have to see a psychiatrist. Why? Uh, because I do dumb things. I'm not good like you. No, you do illegal things, sir. Correct. You do illegal things. And that's the tea. Um, I just... 
Correct. Say what you mean to say. Say what you mean. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm not. I'm bad. I'm not good like you, is what he says. And then adult Allison chimes in, in one of my favorite lines in the show, and says, Actually, it's because you were arrested, Dad, on a charge of furnishing a malt beverage to a minor, which I believe is what they call a euphemism. <laughs> Just... Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, so then, uh, Bruce leaves. Smile Allison tries to digest this information. Then mom enters and Smile Allison is like, Hey, uh, do you know that dad is going to Danville? Like Helen didn't know. And, uh, Helen's like, Oh, uh, he told you that. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's going to Danville. Why? Uh, a judge said he had to go. It's very complicated. We thought he might have to move. And then Allison's like, what? We're moving? Where are we going to go? And Helen's like, no, 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 we're not moving. The judge said that he went to see someone in Danville instead uh, of moving. And I can't explain it better. You don't need to worry. Everything's going to be fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Um, yeah. So that's like the, again, chaos never happens if it's never seen. Um, then Helen leaves. Smile Allison is left alone on stage. And we see big Allison, uh, adult Allison say, oh yeah, it's going to be just fine. And then off stage we hear like loud crashes and we hear Bruce and Helen screaming at each other. Like more than just like having a lover's quarrel or like fighting like a married couple, they're like fully screaming at each other like Bruce yeah. is like who fucking left this here and he says you know like take the library back books back to the library you crazy stupid bitch and then Helen's like you're gonna be late you know if you don't have this dinner I'm throwing you in the fucking trash or whatever it's crazy and as this is happening um small Allison is like sitting in front of the she turns the tv back on because she doesn't want to hear it and she covers her ears because she's listening to her parents fight like very viciously at each other. Yeah. Um, and she has, you know, she shut her eyes and she covers her ears. And then all of a sudden now she's trying to like sing over the fighting, uh, with the Partridge family esque show, um, Bobby Jeremy and the season day. So then she sings, but then another, another pop, this raincoat of love. Then this, like, fantastical world appears and we jump into Small Allison's imagination for, like, probably the only time in the whole show. And um, we yeah. dive right in. And everybody joins in. The kids are there. They're singing. And then Bobby Jeremy is played by Roy. And then the Susan Days, who are played by uh, Medium Allison and Joan, uh, they appear and they start singing Raincoat of Love. Today I woke up with a feeling that I did not recognize. Strange feeling, yeah. Then the the chorus of the song, Bruce and Helen join in. And everyone is happy and singing and dancing like like the Partridge family, right? And then we're singing like, everything's all right, yeah. babe, when we're together. Because you are like a raincoat made out of love. Keeping me dry, right? Magic shield of love. Um... So it's this big happy song. Everybody does this like crazy dance. It's fantastic. We're like dancing around with small Allison, making her feel better, you know. And then uh, the song kind of, it's first of also like, this is such a high tenor song. Like if you have a high tenor voice, like put this in your book. It's 
It'll showcase it. I can do yeah. it. <laughs> and our, like, <laughs> our uh, Bobby Jeremy slash Roy, like, uh, Jose, he was, like, every every day he had to, like, he would, like, hit the, he would, like, go outside and do his little, like, sirens. And I would be like, holy crap, this is actually really, really high. And I would listen to him and I'd be like, wow, you're incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> wild. Um, and then... Uh, and then we, and then the the song kind of it like climaxes, and then the song kind of like fades off, and the the family dances off, and then we're just left with Bruce on stage repeating over and over, "Everything's all right, everything's all right," and then he just kind of like, "Well, yeah." And then for the rest of the show, everything is not all right. That's like the last Spoiler. like big happy moment in the show besides like Ring of Keys. Like that That is true. That is the last like I want to say musical theater and, moment of the show. And everything after this is like it's like a bullet train to the end after It really this. is. But it's also like we're like we're, we're teetering our way down the hill, you know? Everything is downhill yeah. from here. Like in a bad way. Um, so then... In, in the worst way. The worst way possible. <laughs> we cut to New York. We're in a tiny apartment in New York. And it's just Bruce and the kids. So Bruce is taking the kids. No, wait, hold on. Is this when they're in the... Is this when they're in the sleeping yeah, bags? Yeah, yeah. The bags of yes. children? Because they're, they're like in this... I. Bruce has moved out, right? He's, like, in an apartment of his no, own? No, they are in New York for the Bicentennial. So they, like, take a trip there. That's right, and that's right, that's he's, right. they're staying in his, like, an adult, family An adult friends. Allison is... Yeah. An adult Allison's remembering this, yeah. That's right. Because what else... An adult Allison is, like, this is bags of children. Or children Kids in, in bags. bags. That's my other favorite uh, line. <laughs> yeah. Kids in bags. <laughs> um, no, uh, Bruce is there for the Bicentennial for New York. Um, and And... Why else is he there? There's a lot of sailors on leave there. So, yes. um, so yeah, that cut this the is, real I why. think, the worst. This is the worst thing he does as a parent. Yeah. 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 If we're, if we're rating them. Um, <laughs> and we <anyway>. are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, uh, they're playing in the in the apartment, um, and Bruce is like kind of fiddling with like a, a vanity bag, and we're kind of he's you know doing stuff on his own, and then small Allison and John and Christian are they all set up their sleeping bags, and they like they went to see a chorus line that day. Um, we have like a little bit of a moment of like, hey hey Allison, why didn't you know that you were gay? Because like Christian's like. Hey, remember, uh, remember this song, Shit Richie, Shit Richie? And then Small Allison's like, yeah, what about the part where she said tits and ass? And I was like, come on, you're gay. Um, that's what you took you from knew. it. You knew. Um, <laughs> uh, so again, we're like asking dad a lot of questions like, why are all the sailors here? Someone just blew up that garbage can, you know? And then. Um, another thing to kind of like remember here is like when they were there it was probably like around the time of the Stonewall riots too, so like things exploding Damn. may not have been fireworks. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Bruce explains that they are fireworks, so that's what we're gonna believe they are. So um, that you know we're talking about all the things we did that day. Then Bruce is like, you know what, get ready for bed. You gotta get ready for bed. Go to sleep. And then 
they get in their sleeping bags and we, you know, adult Allison is describing the room. He's like, sleeping bags. I love that sleeping bag. Kids in bags. Um, and then she's describing because she's bags. drawing uh, four locks on the front door. Amazing. A coat hook with jackets piled up, like 20 deep on the hook. Crazy. Um, and a basket full of vi village voices. And then Bruce uh, turns out all the lights and then tries to leave. But then Al small Allison gets up and says, where are you going? And Bruce is like, oh, I'm just going out for a minute. What's the matter? Can you not sleep? I'm going to go out and get a newspaper. You're going to be fine. You're going to be asleep before you know it. Like, before you even get back, you're going to be asleep. It's fine. Just go to sleep. And she and Small Allison is like, again, not stupid. And she's like, where are you going? And then Bruce says, well, I'm just going out for a paper, all right. And then Small Allison is unconvinced. And then Bruce says, do you want me to sing to you? Okay. And then sings a little lullaby to Small Allison, pony girl. Um... And what he's doing is waiting for her to fall asleep. And then he, like, as she's drifting, he's getting up and leaving the apartment. And then finally just leaves. And leaves these three kids by themselves sleeping in this apartment. Um, in New York in City. New York City. A city they are not familiar yes. with. Um, then we get a caption from adult Allison. Dad goes out. Dad gets a newspaper. Dad goes cruising. Dad picks up a hustler. I don't know. Maybe he did. Who knows? Again, she doesn't know because she's stuck in the apartment. Adult Allison stays in the apartment yeah. with small Allison. We don't know. We don't follow Bruce because we don't know what happened. Which, fun little director's choice. I, obviously, they are not in the same timeline, but, like, this is adult Allison protecting small Allison. Yeah. Like, Someone's there watching her, even though it's in a memory. Yeah. Someone's there. Like. Someone's there. Goddamn. Someone. <laughs> um, and then we cut to. Please. please. <laughs> there you go back to college. Uh, and we cut to uh, Medium Allison and Joan. Uh, and Medium Allison is really distressed and is reading a letter. And Joan's like, hey, uh, what? What's what happened? And uh, Media Allison's like, well, dad finally responded to my letter. And we're like, oh, my God, what did he say? And then we read the letter out loud. First, Media Allison starts and says, you know, sorry, I've been out of touch for a bit. There's a big week here. A couple of kids from school from Lock Haven racked their car around a tree. And I ended up working an 18 hour shift. Bad for my blood pressure. Um, there was one performance where our Media Allison said a couple of kids from Lock Haven wrapped their tree around the car and I was like that's funny um anyway <laughs> you're like we're so close she did it for like three <laughs> for like three performances in a row and I was like I love I love this I love this human Please. um anyway um oh boy by the way we got your letter talk about a flair for the dramatic I'm a lesbian you're just being dramatic okay oh, okay <laughs> So dismissive. Um, and then Bruce, you know, then comes on stage and Bruce starts like quoting his own letter and finishes the letter and just basically says, as far as I see, the good news is you're human. What? What? What does that mean? I mean, to be fair, this is probably the nicest thing Bruce could have said to her in this exactly. moment. Um, in, in his in way. In his own way. He was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe you're gay. But 
we're all human and maybe we're all gay. So you're not that special, you know, or like you're just being dramatic, right. you know, very, again, very dismissive. Um, I can't say though, I'd see a point and putting a label on yourself again. Like, why do you have to decide that you're a lesbian? Why are we putting labels on ourselves? You know, um, a, thanks kind dad. Of like, yeah. Kind of like showcasing his own, like, dilemma um there may have been a few times when in my life when I thought about taking a stand but I'm not a hero is that a cop-out maybe it's hard to tell sometimes what's really worth it so maybe it's not worth it for you to be gay Ooh, and then media Allison gets real mad and Joan's like I'm sorry I don't really know how to react to this um and then media Allison's like uh goes off on a rant and talks about how like his tone is so uh, typical and all-knowing, and he has to be the expert and have a lot of wisdom, but he doesn't know anything about this. I'm gay, which means I'm not like him, and I'll never be like him, because this is before we knew that Bruce was gay. He still wants to be the intellectual, broad-minded, liberal bohemian, but he can't pull it off because he can't deal with me, and you know what? He never could. Ooh, like the trauma that just <laughs> soars but also the egg that's about to be on her the face. Egg that, yeah, uh, yeah, like everything is about to, like she had, I had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then we cut to a diner. We're in a diner. Bruce and small Allison are sitting at a table and Bruce says, I need more coffee. Where's Betty? And we're talking about, um, so clearly this is a place I go a lot. Um, and... Bruce is giving small Allison uh, some attitude about her not wearing her barrette. And small Allison's like, why do I have to wear this? And Bruce is like, because it keeps the hair out of your face. And small Allison's like, so would a crew cut. <laughs> um, and then, but then Bruce is like, don't be smart with me. If I see you without it again, I'll wail you. Go find Lorna. I need coffee. The door, the, the bell on the door chimes and someone comes in. And then adult Allison says, you didn't notice her at first, but I saw her the moment she walked in. She was a delivery woman. She came in with a handcart full of packages, and she was an old school butch. And then Small Allison sings Ring of Keys, uh, which hands yes. down is like the best, such a great song in the show. One of the best songs in the show. Um, and she's kind of having this realization of like, I've never seen anyone like this before. And this is like the Ring of Keys moment of like, I feel seen. Which is yeah. great because thinking about this show in general is a lot of people's Ring of Keys moment itself. Yes. Uh, and that just blows my mind. Anyway, um, so uh, Small Allison is singing about the delivery woman that comes in. She's like, your swagger, your bearing, and the just right clothes you're wearing, your short hair, and your dungarees, and your lace-up boots, and your keys. Oh, your Ring of Keys. Um, somewhere through the song... Uh, this isn't written in, this is something that our director chose to do, but um, our our adult Allison pulled out a ring of keys and started drawing the ring of keys during the show. Um, that was really cool. Okay. And um, our small Allison would, would like play, was playing the song mostly to like uh, adult Allison who kind of looks like, who has, it has that butch lesbian look. So Oh, it's, cute. it's like a, I feel seen, you know, and then that's what she looks like now. And it's like, again, like what my director is saying about like, this is like the first time we see like a butch lesbian 
mass presenting lesbian protagonist and it's just like so cool so cool to see I love this line. Do you feel my heart saying hi? That is like the when you're gay and you see another gay person walking down the street and you're like, me too. Um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if that happens with like gay men, but like with lesbians, I feel like I see another lesbian yes. and I'm like, oh, same. <laughs> well, with gay people, it's like, why is this bitch here? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, and then she sings in this whole internet, why am I the only one who sees you're beautiful? Wait, no. Handsome, right? She says handsome instead. It's adorable. Um, I love that her. Is, yeah, that is just so, there's just like this huge moment of glee. And then she finishes out the song and she says, I know you. And she says it over and over. I know you. And then she realizes I know you because you are me. I know you. Beautiful song. Our Small Allison was a fucking star. Um. <laughs> I, would, I would hurt somebody to go back like three years and have Ireland play <clears throat> Small Allison. Ireland. Great person. I, absolutely. I would love. So good. Yeah. Oh, she'd be a great Small yep. Allison too. Um. Uh, actually, the our small Allison is actually one of her friends, <laughs> uh, Victoria. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, Reese has played uh, Christian. Uh, okay. So then, uh, so then the phone rings. We're back in the living room. We are with Medium Allison. Uh, Medium Allison is in her dorm. Bruce answers the phone, and Medium Allison's like, "Hey, Dad." You responded to my letter. Can you please talk to me? Can we talk about my letter? But then Bruce is kind of like a little, again, a little dismissive, which is like his go-to. And then, um, but Medium Allison, he, start, he, he starts talking to Medium Allison about, about like books and shit. And like, and then uh, Medium Allison's like, you know what, dad, if you're not going to talk to me about my, about my letter, then like put mom on the phone. And then Bruce is like, well, mom's watching TV. And then Medium Allison's like, I don't give a fuck put mom on the phone and then uh he's like okay and then hands off the phone and then helen comes over and this is the first time that helen and medium allison have spoken since their last like letter correspondent probably like because yeah medium allison wrote the letter where she came out and her mom has not spoken to her since then and her mom did not uh like uh did not respond in any way towards her letter even in the letter from dad, like mom was not involved. So we right. just have not talked to Helen in a while. So we're going to check in with Helen. Um, then uh, Medium Allison's like, hi, mom. And then Helen tries to, you know, keep it very casual and says like, how are you? How's your schoolwork? And, you know, that's, yeah. Um, and then Medium Allison's like, listen, it's fine. Are you ever going to talk to me about my letter? Like she has shit to do. We're getting to the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Helen says, you know, I'm really at odds here. I feel responsible. There's a little bit of an argument. Mom, you didn't cause this. That's not how it works. And then Helen's like, listen, children are allowed to make their own mistakes. And, you know, like, I don't like parents who meddle. But in this case, I got to warn you. And then Medium Allison's like, oh, please. And then Allison's like, you know, you, uh, Helen's like, Allison, you probably don't know that, like, on more than one occasion, we're trying to find, like, a dignified way 
to explain the situation to Medium Allison. And then she finally gives up and she cuts Medium Allison off and says, Allison, your father has had affairs with men. And there's like silence. You know what? Someone had to say it and I'm sorry it had to be Helen. (laughs) I'm sorry it had to be Helen for any of this. But like... That's that's the t-shirt. I'm sorry it had to be Helen. I'm sorry it had to be Helen. She didn't deserve this. Um, ooh, oh. a strong, silent wife. Okay. Um, then Medium Allison is like, wait a second. Hold the phone. What? Um, and Helen's like, I don't know how he hasn't been caught. There was a thing with Roy. Remember Roy? Oh, our gardener, our lawn guy. No way. Our baby. He was our babysitter. Utter disbelief. Yeah, what do you think he was doing when he went out in the middle of the night or taking his trips or the one time one time he came back with body lice? This is so much information. Has Allison ever heard her mother talk about, talk this candidly about anything? Probably not, you know? Uh, well, okay, first of all, candidly about the, about anything, anything, first probably layer. not. <laughs> Secondly, about a, a first tier. Second tier, subscribe now, and you'll get... This is specifically re- referencing, like, gay men. Gay men in, like, the, 70, what, 70s yeah. now, which or was its, its own thing. Yeah. And then... And if you order for $69 a year, or, yeah, <laughs> a yearly, like, subscription, you get all of this layered on top of it being about her father. Right? Yeah. Like... This is so much to unpack for Medium Allison in like, one I'm sentence. So, I'm sure she wasn't like, I need to lie down. Yeah, exa- <laughs> well, well, one second. So, <laughs> well. <laughs> so at some point during this conversation, Joan enters and Joan is overhearing this phone conversation with Medium Allison uh, and Helen. And, and then Alice, Medium Allison says, why are you telling me this and not dad? And then Helen says, your father tell the truth please. We're learning things. Then Media Allison hangs up the phone and Joan, and we shift to a scene with Joan where Joan's like, oh my god, no way, your dad? Oh my god, are you okay? Uh, This is like, I'm like saying my lines now. (laughs) Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And then Media Allison's like, I'm fine. And Joan's like, listen, like, like, we are, it's okay, we can talk about it. And Media Allison's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I just, I don't know what I want to do. Let's go see what's happening at the gay union. And Joan says, do you want to go up to my room and smoke a joint? (laughs) And then Medium Allison says, yes, I do. So, bye. I need to lie down. You know what? I would have to probably do that too after hearing that news. Jesus. Um, So... Then Al- adult Allison chimes in and says, caption, my newfound queerness was, no, we're mm, unable to process this tsunami-like revelation of my father. No. Tsunami-like? No. I think it's funny because she's like, I'm searching for the words. And she's like, no, that sounds dumb. And then caption, I leapt into my new life with both feet and I blocked everything else that was happening. I blocked, ugh, I'm, hey, I blocked every, out everything that was happening at home. Then Bruce and Helen are now fighting again, and they're screaming, and Bruce is slamming things, and he's like, where's Christian? And Helen's like, probably at Cosgrove's, because he works there. And then Bruce is like, why? And, Bruce is, and Helen's like, I don't know, 
because he had, needs a job. And then Allison is chiming in a little bit and saying, like, I should have been paying attention. Caption, I should have been paying attention, Dad. And then Bruce is like, since when? And Helen's like, he's had that job for like a year. And then Allison is like, uh, I guess I guess I was mad at you, Dad. And like Allison is trying to figure out like why did I seclude myself so much from my parents after learning this information? Like why did I retreat? Well, um, well, because it's hard. That's it's a lot. That's like a lot for a kid to deal with. And then, um, and the, like a freshman, like think of yourself freshman year in college. Were you a whole person yet? No. Mm-hmm. Um, like. No, no, I'm still not a whole person. Um, so, girl. Um, so then they're screaming. Bruce is off stage. He's like, "God damn it!" He's slamming things, and Helen's like, "What's wrong?" And Allison's like, "I didn't know, Dad. I had no way of knowing that my beginning would be your end." And oof, oof. that's a heavy sentence on its own. And then my other favorite line is uh, Helen says. Uh, oh my god, the Brindley! Oh my god, what happened? Did it fall? And that was just like a big thing with our cast. We'd be like, the Brindley! Like, if we didn't know what, what to say. <laughs> we would just randomly, like, offhand just say, the Brindley! Um, what happened to the painting? And Bruce is like, I threw it down the fucking stairs! And Helen's like, why? And Bruce is like, I don't know why! Like He's like, no one fucking helps me around here! This is a, a huge explosive fight. This, like... Sir, everybody helps you with everything. Yeah, this priceless painting he destroyed on purpose because he threw it down the stairs. Um, and then, you know, every... And then... But then we learn. We learn what this is really about, you know? You stop. Helen says, you stop. You're blaming me after what you put me through. I'm on edge every day. And then Bruce says, every single person in this town knows what kind of man I am. You're the one with the problem. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse for Helen to be blamed for a damn for thing. anything. Helen did nothing. Did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. Helen is perfection. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Me looking at Helen. You're excused. <laughs> you can go home. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Helen then, uh, you know, that's like a knife to the heart there. And Helen's like, you know what? I have to go to school. I'll be at meetings until late. Now we're, like, not even pretending that things are okay. Um, Allison, adult Allison is kind of, like, spiraling. She's like, I'm drawing. I'm just drawing. I'm remembering things. That's all. Then we shift to medium Allison and Joan. And they have duffel bags. They have winter coats on. They have backpacks. And they're approaching the house. So we've come home. Um... And we open the door and Medium Allison's like, oh my God, I don't want to go in. And Joan's like very supportive and is like, hey, it's going to be okay. We love love Joan. Joan. Very supportive. Yeah. Like, uh, then Medium Allison's like, how is it going to be okay? You know, like, let me come on in. Let me introduce you to my gay dad. It's only been three months since I left. What happened in three months? We get a little bit of a timeline. Then they go into the house Medium Allison's calling out for her parents. She's like, I don't know where they are. Hey, we're here. And then Joan's like, oh, my God. And then Medium Allison's like, what? And Joan says, you described it, but I had no idea. Um, and we're talking about how the house, like, literally looks like a museum. And this is the part in the tour where, like, literally the yeah. flat is raised and then becomes the roof. <laughs> and I don't. And you're like, 
<laughs> and you're like, for what yeah, purpose? Yeah, and the house transforms literally into a museum. It's absolutely nuts. The set well, is Well, okay, wild. is it... Is it... My only guess is... Well, my best theatrical guess is, like, her life has literally been turned on an axis. Mm-hmm. And so it is literally that, that what she knows to be standard in her life is now out of whack. Exactly. Like, things have just now... Are now just, like, upside down. Um, yeah. Now, we did not have a flat that could be raised and turned upside down. Um, how dare you? How dare us? <laughs> But we did have some really great set pieces, and the house looked like a museum. Um, so, when, um, uh, so then Helen comes in, and so Helen's Helen's <laughs> Helen's greeting is, "Oh, you're here." <laughs> she just comes in and says, "Oh, you're here." This woman, uh, Helen's living on fun. the edge. <laughs> You know, Media Mouse says, hi, mom. And then Helen says, is this your friend? It was the 70s. We've all been there. <laughs> I, yes. We've all been. Is this your gal pal? Is this your roommate? Anyway. Um, is this. <laughs> oh, my God. They were roommates. roommates. <laughs> um, is this your friend? Uh, Media Mouse is like, yeah, this is Joan. And then. Uh, Joan's like trying to be very cordial. He's like, thank you for letting me come. But then total opposite. Bruce blows in, bounds in. And he's like, hey, everyone, welcome to the house. Yeah. Ah, the prodigal returns. We're not sure what gender to nope. a- address Medium Allison as. So we say the prodigal returns. Um, then uh, Medium Allison's like, oh, yeah. Hey, dad, this is. And Bruce already knows. This is Joan. Hey, nice to meet you. It's so great to meet you. And then we turn to everyone. We're like, I got to go to the store before they close. But hey, you want to go for a ride? Like, almost like this is like the complete, like, I cannot believe that this, it's like night and day. Like, he's very manic. Very strange. Um, and Medium Allison's like, sure, yeah, awesome. let's go for a drive. Um, he leaves. And then Helen's like, oh, my God, it's lunchtime. Are you hungry? And there's, like, this really awful, awkward tension. But then Joan kind of picks up on it and is like, you know what? These two really need to talk. Like, they need to have a moment. So Joan is like, you know what? No thanks, Mrs. Bechtel. I don't want some wine. But um, maybe you guys would like some time to talk. And then Helen's, Helen and Medium Allison at the same time are like, what? Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, you want us to talk. I don't know if we can do that, but okay. Um, and then Joan is like, listen, because I like really wouldn't mind laying down because like Joan was the buffer. It was going to be like, so Joan, what are you doing? You know, but Joan's like, no, I'm going to remove myself yeah. from the situation so that the two of you can talk. So Joan says, actually, I wouldn't mind laying down for a little bit. I'm still pretty wiped out from last week. And we're like, okay. And then Joan exits. Um, and she's very, uh, still very supportive. The last thing she says before she leaves is like, come get me whenever. Um, then Helen and Medium Allison talk. And, you know, Medium Allison's like, how have things been here? And then we just unpack an entire suitcase, right? We unpack a jump, like mm-hmm. the suitcase you would bring if you were on a competition reality show. Just like all, <laughs> just like all of the clothes that you own, <laughs> just like in mm-hmm. one giant fucking The secret compartments. Yeah. <laughs> Ten phone chargers. All right. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Helen says, oh, he bought that house. We're doing small talk first. He bought a house on Route 150. Did he tell you that? 
Oh, also, yeah, uh, years ago he talked about buying that. He said it was too far gone. I don't know what's changed about it now. Whatever. He's out there day and night. And then Media Mousen's trying to, like, keep up with the conversation and be like, yeah, you know, like, he's working. Awesome. He's been writing me letters. It's a little manic. I'm a little concerned about him. And then Helen's like, I'm so tired of cooking and cleaning for that man. And then she finally lets go. And she decides to tell Media Mousen's story about shortly after they were married, they took a drive from Germany where they were living to Paris. And he wanted to meet an army buddy of his. And it was a beautiful drive. And then outside of Paris, he, like, broke. He went crazy. He started screaming. Why couldn't I read a simple fucking map? Was I stupid and worthless? I was a bitch. I was dumbfounded. I was terrified. And then it came out of nowhere. And then later I learned that this man was your father's lover. And then Medium Allison obviously knows. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, they've already talked about this. And Medium Allison's like, I don't know how you have done it. You know, like, I don't know how you just, like, continue to live this life. And then Helen proceeds to sing the most heartbreaking song I have ever heard in musical theater. Days and days. Days and days. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so, we sing. We, we reprise. Welcome to our house on Maple Avenue. See how we polish and we shine. We rearrange and realign. Everything is balanced and... And days and days and days. That's how it happens. All right. Um, we start talking about how, like, the days really, like, they get away from you when you're, like, living your life and you're just going through it. You're going through the motions. It's almost like autopilot. How did it happen here? There was a time your father slept, uh, swept me off my feet with words. And we read books and we strolled through Munich at night. And, um... You know, she's talking about a time when, like, dad was, like, a nice guy. And then, and he understood how the world made him ache. He said, I understood. They got each other, right? They read the same books. They watched the same movies. They did the same things, you know? But no, not the, I'm not the one he wanted. Days and days and days, that's how it happens. Days made of bargains I made because as a wife... I what because as a wife I was meant to and now my life is shattered and laid bare. Ma'am. Ma'am. Then she has like a climax days and days and days and days and days and days and days. Welcome to our house on Maple Avenue. See how we polish and we shine. We rearrange and realign. Everything is balanced and serene. Again, like chaos never happens if it's never seen. We realize what we just sang. Then she turns back to Medium Allison <laughs> and she sings the second most heartbreaking thing. Actually, maybe, maybe not right now is probably the second most heartbreaking. This is the most heartbreaking. She turns to her and she says, uh -huh. don't you come back here. I didn't raise you. To give away your days like me. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. <laughs> I haven't said anything say, this entire say episode. Say it now. But <laughs> this, this mother is like, I don't give a shit if you're gay or not. Just don't give your life away to somebody. Yes. Like, live your own life. Live your own life. 
Maybe that's why she didn't respond to her. Maybe that's why she didn't invite her home because she doesn't want her to come home because she doesn't want her to be trapped by this house. Yeah, like she was trapped in this house. Correct. I, uh, this song breaks me every single time I hear it. So, ah, then, (laughs) and then. There's not even, there's applause, but there's not even a scene. The next thing that happens, the next thing that happens is Bruce. Literally. <laughs> Bruce and Joan sitting at a piano, and then Bruce plays this big boisterous chord, and he sings this silly little song that he wrote in college, and he's like, that's how Mavis and Pearl and Carol and Fancy Hats and Parasols ended up together inside a barrel tumbling down Niagara Falls and Joan is sitting there at the piano with him laughing and it's like literally this heartbreaking mm-hmm. moment like turns into this hilarious song this like party almost feels and you know and then and then uh, Bruce is like, we sang that for the entire, we sang that for the Dean's wife. And Joan's like, no way. And this is like a, I'm trying to show Joan that like, <laughs> I'm a fun person. I'm trying to like, be a good host. And I'm telling funny stories and we're playing piano and we're drinking wine. And um, the crowd went wild and Joan's like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And Bruce is like, listen, as far as we knew, we were going to get expelled. So I may as well do it on the way out. And then medium Allison joins the conversation and she's like, oh God, you're telling this story. Like it's embarrassing story time. You know, it's probably when Bruce maybe yeah. showed baby pictures of Allison to Joan and Joan was like, oh my God, adorable. Um, my favorite line to say, <laughs> um, besides that, that's a powerful book, um, was probably, uh, <laughs> Um, Joan is like, you know, talks about how her dad is telling this story and he's a troublemaker. And then medium Allison says, has he got you polishing silver? Cause this whole time she's polishing silver. <laughs> and then Joan's like, realizes <laughs> what she's doing. Like she doesn't even realize that he like got her to polish silver. It's like, do work for him. Right. He's yeah. so charming. <laughs> um, and then she says, <laughs> she, she says, I don't know what to say. He made it sound like a really great idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce is like I charmed her into it and then Joan's like he charmed me into it um, then we play Heart and Soul by Frank Lesser and uh, and then Bruce is like hey Al come play remember this song come play it with me and then Al- Medium Allison's like no I don't want to do that my girlfriend's here this is embarrassing you're telling embarrassing stories about me please don't make me don't make me sing and then Medium Allison don't make me <laughs> Bruce sing. is like hey Joan have you ever heard medium allison play and joan's like no i haven't and then they listen and they play heart and soul and then they rewrote the lyrics and they're, they're like silly lyrics and then um and then joan's all like oh that's cute you wrote that and bruce's like it was a collaboration it's just like this really like genuinely <laughs> happy moment of like Joan is there yeah. and she and they're like in love uh, and they're like lesbians. So they're definitely in love, even though it's been three months. They like definitely you hauled and like <laughs> and like dad is there and he's playing the piano. We're drinking wine. We're singing. We're having fun. We're polishing silver. And then um, and then uh, adult Allison is like, wait, there's a different version of your of this visit, dad, where everything's all right and everything turns out all right. So then you're kind of like. Maybe this scene is what adult Allison wanted it to be, but it wasn't. You yeah. Know? 
And then we go into, uh, you know, Joan exits. Her last line of the show is, I'm going to go help your mom with dinner. Very supportive girlfriend. Um, and then, and then uh, she exits and then Bruce, Bruce and Medium Allison are, you know, sitting at the piano and Bruce is like, you know, Joan's really great. Like, she's really quick. She's bright. And Medium Allison's like, yeah, she's amazing. And then, and then we ask a question. We say, hey, dad, did you know what you were doing when you sent me that Colette book? And Bruce is like, just kind of like dismisses it away. And he's like, um, I don't know. Anyway, you want to go for that drive? So we're like, we're trying to have the conversation of like, hey, did you know that I was gay? Do I seem gay to you? Does this outfit make me look gay? And, (laughs) and Bruce is like, I don't know. Let's go for a drive. One of my, the 11 o'clock number, I think, um, incredible, incredible song. Um, we're going through where that's, it's exactly that, what you just said. I have this thing on the tip of my tongue that I want to talk to this person about, but I can't say it because I'm scared and oh my God, I missed all of my opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, what's wild about the song is that, uh, we shift from medium Allison to adult Allison, um, all of a sudden, Bruce says, you ready to go for that drive? Hey, Allison, are you ready? And medium Allison is still standing there, but Bruce is talking to adult Allison. And I don't, I don't, I know why, but I also don't know why this choice was made. But it makes so much sense when you watch it that it's almost like, I don't need to know why. Um, and it's because still, even, even now, even now, that she's remembering this, she still is like, why didn't I say anything? I remember this like it was yesterday, so I may as well have been there myself. You know, um, like uh, in the way I am now. Um, That's kind of how I see Mm -hmm. it. It might be something else to others, but, um, you know, you want to drive? Yes. We sing telephone wire, run and run, telephone wire, sun back on the creek, something, uh, something floating, uh, say something, talk to him, say something, anything, at the light, okay, at the light, I'm going to say something, there, there's a light right there, I see it, I'm going to say something, at the light, then Bruce says something first, hey, oh, yeah, what's up, you talk, you talk first, I'm too scared, um, where do you want to go, nope. I don't know, <laughs> a bar, let's go to a bar, it's kind of hidden away, it's a seedy club for folks like, you know, so Bruce knows. Obviously, they came out to each other. Oh, absolutely. But they're like, let's go somewhere where we can be gay together and maybe bond. How you yeah. doing? <laughs> and then Allison says, but dad, I'm not 21. And we're like, oh, right. We can't do that. All right, let's find somewhere else to go. We're just going for a drive. All right, telephone wire. We're singing again. All right, let's try again. Let's try again. At this light, this is the light. The, this one, I'm going to say something. This light pops up, I'm going to say something. Doesn't matter what you say, just make the fear and his eyes go away. But then Bruce decides, I'm okay, oh. I'm going to talk about it. There was a boy in college my first year there. There was a boy in college my first year there. There was a girl in college my first year there. Parallels? Parallels? I think so. Norris Jones, he had black wavy <laughs> hair. I would like to point out that in our production, I had black wavy hair, and also so did the man who played Roy. <gasps> I don't know. 
Tara, if you're listening to this, was this on purpose? I don't know if this was on purpose, but like... I have to know. Direct message me privately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I was like, wow. Then I remember me and Jose being like, hey, we both have black wavy hair. Like backstage. And now now at the end of my life, I'm like, sorry, that was a John Mulaney quote. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of my life. <laughs> it's a John Mulaney quote. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, he had black wavy hair, Norris Jones, where is he now? 14 years old, in Swenson's barn. It was cold, lots of boys messed around. For them, it was a game they outgrew, but I always knew. Allison chimes in, Dad, me too, since like five, I guess. I preferred to wear boy shirts and pants. Does that make you gay? Not necessarily, but kind of. Um, I felt absurd in a dress. I really tried to deny my feelings for girls, but I was like you, Dad, me too. But he's not answering. He's kind of checked out. He's still thinking about Norris Jones, and he's singing, Norris Jones, Dad. Norris Jones, Dad. Did I mention I've taken on a new project, that old house on Route 150. We're covering it up. We're small talking again. We're not going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. You've seen it. It's been sitting there empty for 40, 50 years at least. We're going to go off. Allison is now in her head. Telephone wire, stop too fast. Telephone wire, make this not the past, this car red. This is where it has to happen. There must be some other chances. There's a moment I'm forgetting where you tell me you see me. Crying. Oh. If you're not crying by this point, you're not paying attention. Um. There's a moment I'm. You're only getting half the story. There's a moment I'm forgetting where you tell me you see me. Say something, talk to me. Say something, anything at the light, at the light of the light. The song cuts off. This can't be our last. That was fun. Bruce says, It's earlier than I thought. Hey, are you coming in? Something that. Our production did that was great was uh, uh, at a certain point before, after the, where are you telling me you see me, say something, talk to me, medium Allison and adult Allison have now swapped places again. So, like, now adult mm-hmm. Allison is, like, circling them and is kind of like, dude, talk to me. Um, but then medium Allison is standing there. And then Allison, adult Allison, like, watches medium Allison exit. And goes, like, into the house with Bruce. Not saying anything. And then Allison sings, That was our last night. That was it. That was their last conversation they had. Was about the house. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe kind of almost talking about Norris Jones. Because everything that adult Allison is singing is, like, in her head. Like, did, did she talk to him about this? No. You know, like we didn't have this conversation. I wanted to tell you about all of this. I wanted to have this conversation where we talk about being gay and you and I feel seen and you you know that I am and you accept that. But like we didn't have that. And that was our last conversation. Yeah. And at this point, every literally everyone in the ob- audience is like sobbing. So, um, <laughs> So then Allison is kind of spiraling. She goes over to her desk. She picks up all of her random drawings. She's like, what's this? This is the living room. Jack in the pulpit. 
So what's happening is she's trying to like draw things that she's remembering from her house. And then in real time, as she's trying to draw it, the, that set piece goes away. So like, she's like, oh yeah, I could draw, I could draw this. I was going to draw that Jack in the pulpit. It goes away. The table goes away. Um, or, uh, what's this? What was I going to do? Oh, she looks for something else to draw. What's this? Oh, um, I can draw this. It's the, uh, and then the object disappears or like she finds something else to draw and she's like, oh, and then that disappears. And then it's, she's left with like this bare empty house. And then the bare empty house that once was her house turns into that house on 150 that Bruce is fixing up. And then Bruce comes in to the house and he is manically writing letters to Allison and he's just over and over, dear Al, dear Al, dear Al. And he reads all of his letters and then he just goes off. And then Allison, adult Allison is like fierce and angry. And she's like, she says, what did it feel like to step in front of a truck, dad? What did it feel like to see it coming for you and not move and just let it hit you? And then she says, why? Was it because of me? Did it have nothing to do with me? What happened? Then, oof, yeah, just bone chilling. Then Bruce starts singing. I fucking love beginnings flying high. This is edges of the world. Um, it's kind of manic. It's like he's fixing up this house. It's extremely manic. It made me, especially sitting front row, it made me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Which is what it's supposed to do. But I was like, ah. It's so manic that like we jump from like one melody to another. And like jump from one, like is this a chorus? But like it's not... the. Like, it's so, it's so manic that, like, I don't even know if this is, like, structured as, like, a, a, a song, the way a song is supposed to be, quote-unquote, structured, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, you know, we start, we have, like, we're just, like, speak singing, you know? Like, I fucking love beginnings flying high, hard to know where to start, it's all so fast, I'm trying not to spin, I guess I'm older, and when, it's harder when you're older to begin... And then we start singing the song, you know, peeling plaster, sagging roof, a missing chairs, a buckled wall. We're talking about how, like, messed up this house is, but also, like, how messed up his life is, maybe. There's, like, a, there's, like, mm-hmm. a fun little um, connection there. Um, but. <laughs> fun is a very strong it's word. It's the fun home, Nathan. <laughs> so we're gonna we're, have fun. <laughs> in the words of Abby Lee Miller, we're all gonna have fun. Um... <laughs> I hate myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> um, So much damage, broken windows, pipes are crip. But when the sunlight hits the parlor wall at certain times of day, I see how fine this house could be. I see it so damn clear. What's the matter? Why am I standing here? Like, why am I trying to fix up this house? I'm fine. I'm the house. Here's the thing. <laughs> There's the cat. Here's the thing. You cannot say that for, mm, let's say, 10 minutes a day, your life is perfect. And, like, because he's like, oh, I see it so clearly. It's like, it's right there. And I'm like, baby, it's not. You got to put in work. And, like, you're putting work into the wrong thing. Yeah. Go to therapy. That's the lesson of this whole show. Um... That's the lesson of booze and Broadway. Go to, go to therapy. Yo, go to therapy. <laughs> I, okay. So, <laughs> um, 
Why am I standing here? Uh, we talk about how all the wrong, the things that are wrong with this house. These are all the bad things in this house. Bad foundation, twisting floorboards, shoddy pipes, a gaping hole. It's a lot to keep under control. It is a lot. It's a lot. Being gay, having a family, having a wife, hiding it from society. He can have it all. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Giving liquor to underage children. It's a lot to keep under control. Um... <laughs> Then he kind of starts breaking down. I would just like to, I'm so sorry. Good. I'd just very much like to point out that um, no one asked him to. Yeah. <laughs> he could have just <laughs> okay, cool. lived his truest, truest life. Um, wow. Something's cracking. Something's rotting. Piles of ruin and debris killing me, crushing me, pushing me. But when the sunlight hits that parlor wall at certain times of day. I see how fine this house could be. I see it so damn clear. What's the matter? Why am I standing here? We go into a totally different part of the song that sounds so much more different than the rest of the song. Dear Al, I'm scared. I had a life I thought I understood. I took it and I squeezed out every bit of life I could. But the edges of the world held me up, have gone away. And I'm falling into nothingness where we heard this before. And changing my major. And I'm flying into something so sublime. And I'm a man I don't know. Who am I now? Where do I go? I can't go back. I can't find my way through. In our production, uh, we had, like, framed, we had, like, licensed art from Alison Bechtel and our Bruce, like, the cartoons from the book. And our Bruce would rip them out of their frames at this point. Like, he was fixing up the house, oh, wow. like, tearing down wallpaper. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, where do I go? I can't go back. We're very manic. I can't find my way through. We have a revelation. I might still break a heart or two, but when the sunlight hits the part, it's like every theme that we have heard in the show, every motif just happens one after another and there's no structure to it. And that's on purpose. Um, uh, I see how fine this house could be. Because he's not in his right yep. mind. I see it so damn clear. Oh my God. Why am I standing here? We see two bright headlights hit Bruce, and then we hear the sound of a truck car, of a truck horn wailing, and then there's a blackout. And that's how the song ends. It is the wildest, wa most, like... I felt like somebody walked, like an usher walked up to me and was like, excuse me, sir, and punched me in the face because I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like. <laughs> because on the tour, on the tour, the light comes from the side and he turns into it and then it's just a blackout. Yeah. And I was just like, what, what, Yeah, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the light can come from anywhere. It's like, uh, in our show, yeah, yeah. Uh, our show, there were two, two of the frames were circles, and there were headlights inside, behind a screen. Oh, that's awesome. And you couldn't, so you couldn't see. Yeah. And then they turned on, and when it was done, it looked, like, in the blackout, it looked like two headlights from the truck but like yeah other productions they do like they go from the side or they do like a really bright blaring light from the front it's just like either way it's a very chilling moment yeah um and then there's like a blackout and it's silent and medium Al or uh, adult allison has watched this entire thing go down and again she wasn't there but she got all of these letters so this is what she thinks happened 
you know? Right. So, um, she's kind of like shattered and like, like just kind of taking all of that in, but then she returns to her drawing table and she tries to think of what to draw next, you know, after remembering that. And she says caption mm-hmm. a bunch of times. She says it five times. And then she realizes the obvious. I'm the only one here. And then she drops her pen and she picks up a stack of useless drawings. And then she says, well, this is what I have of you. We go through a list. We're paging all of them. And our adult Allison would drop them on the floor after she read them. It's really cool. Um, you ordering me to sweep the dust in the parlor. These are her memories. You steaming off wallpaper. You in front of a classroom full of bored students. You digging up a dog tree. You working on the house smelling like sawdust and sweat and designer cologne. You calling me at college mm-hmm. to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about Hemingway. Then... We have you uh, standing on the shoulder of Route 150, bracing yourself against the pulse of the trucks running past. This is something that she's drawn from her imagination. And then the Mm -hmm. next one is the one thing she's ever really wanted from him. You, succumbing to a rare moment of physical contact with me. And then we get an idea. Daddy! comma hey daddy come here okay i need you that was the rare moment of physical contact was the beginning of the show small allison asking to play airplane so daddy so then small Mm -hmm. allison comes on and sings it daddy hey daddy come here okay i need you cut to lena crying um then medium allison (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> then Medium Allison appears. It's in the stage direction, so it we have Lena to do cries it. <laughs> in the stage directions. Um, then Medium Allison comes on and she sings, At the light, at the light, at the light, at the light. Lest you forget that the real person, the real version of Allison that was in the car during Telephone Wire was Medium Allison. Then Allison continues, What are you doing? Question mark. You said, Come here. You need to do what I tell you to do. Smile Allison continues, What are you doing? I said, Come here. Very, but faster. You need to do what I tell you to do. Listen to me. Listen to me. Daddy, come here. Hey, right here, right now. You're making me mad. It's the same thing you just heard in the opening number. We have it over and over again. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. But then Medium Allison is singing, how does it feel to know? Right? We're reprising Telephone Wire and the opening number on top of one another. And then Small Allison says, I want to play Airplane. And Medium Allison is still reprising Telephone Wire. That you and I. I want to play Airplane. That you and I. I want to play Airplane. Adult Allison joins Small Allison. I want to put my arms out and fly. Medium Allison continues Telephone Wire. I was like you. Small Allison. Like the Red Baron in the Southwest Camel. No, wait. Like Superman, Big Allison continues, up in the sky, Medium Allison continues, telephone wire, say something, till I can see all of Pennsylvania, say something. Then we go into our own song, it's flying away. This is like, such a beautiful song. It's a beautiful trio, first of all, it's great. Anyway, this is the end of the show. Put your feet here like this. Daddy, do what I say. There you are, Dad. We're looking at our drawing. 
Take my hands, give me yours, bend your knees, not that way. We're teaching dad how, we're reteaching dad how to do, how to play airplane. There you are. When I say go, start pushing me up. Okay. Medium Allison says, okay. Adult Allison, two small Allison says, don't let go yet. Everyone's sobbing. <laughs> small Allison is saying like, don't, okay, higher. Um, adult Allison says, don't let go yet again. Says, don't let go yet to medium Allison. And medium Allison says, uh, and then uh, uh, adult Allison says, and now I'm flying away. And then they all join in. Medium Allison says, look at me fly. Small Allison, it's still very youthful. In my wristband and cape. They all sing together. Fly, I'm up so high. Small Allison is like very youthful. Our house is over there and there is our car. It's like very factual, like the map, right? The fun home, I see it. It's up so far. Daddy, there's a school. Mm. There's grandma's house. There's Uncle Pete's farm. I can see all of Pennsylvania. And they all join in. I can see all of Pennsylvania. And then they all sing a beautiful chord and they say, fly away all together. And then Smile Allison is just living in the game. She's like, this is the best game. It's up in the air. And Allison is like, this is a picture of my father made of little marks. And Smile Allison's like, I don't even care that it pushes my stomach in. And it's just very youthful and adorable. And they all just sing fly. Like this was like the best moment I can think of. The happiest moment I have with my dad was playing airplane. Um, and then smiles and sings I the last line sings the last line of the show. I can sing see all of Pennsylvania. And then there's chimes, there's chords, and adult Allison says says gets like an idea and she says, Caption Every so often there was a rare moment of perfect balance when I soared above him. And that's the end of the fucking Ugh. show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Do you love it? I yes, love it. Yes, I love it's it. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Amen. Oh my gosh. Lena, did you have fun? How did you like being like the main host? First of all, has anyone else got gotten to do a stumble through yet? I'm the first one. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to tell all the other future hosts that the day you get to do a stumble through is going to be... A wild time because I now see because I've been a co-host with you and I yeah <laughs> I remember like the other episodes we've done together like I've just thought like to myself like man I'm nowhere near as drunk as Nathan is <laughs> 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 and now <laughs> I literally thought at one point I'm like if, is this how it goes <laughs> yeah no and I was like wow and then this time I was like now I see how and why. <laughs> I apologize yes. to everyone at home. Uh, but, no, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for letting me stumble through this. This show means more than you know to me. And I cannot yeah. even fucking believe that I got to be in it. But that I can't believe that this is a show that exists for humans to experience. It is beautiful. Yeah. And um I yeah. love it. Tony Award. Do you want do you want to plug anything? Um you know, I 
I don't have anything specifically that I'm working on right now to plug, but um, I'm going to go ahead and plug some of my castmates are in a show from Fun Home, are in shows right now, and I'm going to plug them. Yeah. So uh, Victoria Salisbury, she played our small Allison. She is in uh, Big at the Winter Garden Theater right now. So if you're in the Orlando Winter Garden area, go see Big. Um, Jenica was our adult Allison. She's fantastic. She currently is playing Furlan Cost Cost in Cabaret right now at Theater West End, which is where we did Fun Home. Um, and yes. she's incredibly talented. Um, and uh, who else? Uh, Jose Rivera played our Roy. Um, he is in Cinderella at uh, Orlando Rep right now. Um, and I... I haven't seen it yet, but I cannot wait. Um, if you want to see Faith played our medium Allison, she is in the uh, Christmas uh, Hogwarts Frog Choir at Universal. Um, she's yes. an incredibly talented individual. Um, uh, Kenna, our our uh, our little uh, our little friend who played uh, John. Uh, the little brother, mm-hmm. he is currently playing Oliver up in Gainesville in Florida. So like they're like everyone in this, uh, that I experienced consistent work, baby. Yeah, absolutely. They're all doing fantastic. Um, and I'm just so proud to have been a part of that cast. Uh, so I'm going to plug all of their work cause I'm super proud of them. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, Lena, thank you again for doing thank this. Thank you. Um, and like a person who is drunk too much and the end of every show, it's time to black out. <laughs>